diamonds, I like stunning, I like shining I like million dollar deals, where's my pen, bitch I'm signing I like those Balenciagas, the ones that look like socks I like going to the Tula, I put rocks all in my watch I like sexes from my exes when they want a second chance I like proving niggas wrong, I do what they say I can They call me Cardi, Cardi, banging body, spicy mommy, hot tamale Hotter than a Somali, fur, go, fur Hop up the stool, jump in the coop Big dip on top of the roof Flexing on bitches as hard as I can Eating halal, driving a lamb So that bitch, I'm sorry though Got my coins like Mario Yeah, they call me Cardi B I run this shit like cardio like to start my show Barty I love me uh some Cardi B and I used to I didn't like Cardi B at the beginning and then I just fell in love with her Darren what's up what's good what's good what's good okay so let me just let the listeners know that Darren is back um he had packed up and left the house told us he was going to get some cigarettes <laughs> was gone for a couple of weeks and then decided to come back home are you home to stay now, Darren? I am home to stay. Okay. Don't do that again. The <laughs> every children... time I'm not here, you tell me not to do it again. <laughs> the children suffer every time you leave. How was your weekend? It was good. It was good. I, I had a whole week. What did um, you do? Nothing. Exactly the way I wanted it. Absolutely nothing. You didn't do anything, so you nope. took a break. Yep. Good. I'm glad that you took a break. You're refreshed. Now you'll be here for the rest of the year without taking any more breaks. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Something like that. I was uh, this weekend. What did I do? Uh, oh, actually, I went to this uh, party at Lisa Vidal's house with all these Latin people talking about why Latin people uh, are not on television. We had this very interesting conversation. And James Lopez, who is a... Uh, Will Packer's producing partner came out and spoke to us and uh, and Jolene Rodriguez, who works at Screen Gems. And then we had this very candid conversation about why Latin people are not having the same effect that black people have with Oscars so white on Hollywood in Hollywood. Um, when we have such a big number of Latinos who are such a great consumer market in America. And then um, I had to just have one of my moments and say, well, how are white people going to see us when we don't see each other? So um, we had this long conversation. Darren, I'm talking to you. I'm listening. This is a moment when you and I have our bonding moments. I know. Okay. Okay. I'm listening. You got our music. Um, I, I want to ask you one thing. Did you hear sure. Nicki Minaj's album? No. Okay, because I heard she I got has, it early, actually. They Because I work at a radio station, believe it or not. Yeah, you got to listen to it because <laughs> they said that she has a song where she says, Bury the Bardy. Bury the Birdie? Bardi. It's supposed to What's say body. Bardi is Cardi. And you can't bury the Bardi. That's not possible. Oh, because because of the blood crypt thing? Yeah, Bar that's what Bar Bardi says that. But Nikki said bury the Bardi. Oh, Nikki. Oh, I'm, I'm retarded. Well, you can't say that anymore. I'm uh, <laughs> developmentally I'm a, yeah, delayed. I'm slow. Okay. Can you say slow? Or no. is that, is that I think you're supposed to say developmentally delayed. Yeah, that's what it is. Whatever. Uh -uh. So yeah, um, yeah. Okay. So she, yeah. So she's, yeah. I was. I thought you said Cardi B said body. I was like, no, 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 she no, no. Cardi's uh, Cardi's having her baby. She was twerking on Instagram today, and she looks amazing to just have had a baby. She doesn't look moved uh, moved in any way. 
Uh, but anyway, it's just a way to sell albums and, and you know create controversy. Of course. But we are. But I heard she. I heard she threw shade at a lot of people on the album. It wasn't just Cardi. No, I know. I saw a lot of a, a lot of features on the album. Um, I think J Cole got me accustomed when J Cole said he don't he don't need features on his album because he's like y'all not on my level. I think right. he kind of like raised the bar. So but that's how it's supposed to be. Right. Supposed to have maybe a feature or two, maybe. Right, but it's not like it's like a duet album, like greatest duets <laughs> of hip hop. <laughs> With ja Rule and Ashanti or something. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I think it's cute. Um, I hope Nicki does well because I'm all for women of color doing well, and I hope that uh, Cardi does well, and I hope that we get to the point where we can accept that they can both do well and it'll be okay. Yeah, why for can't everybody. they both exist? I know it's just. I mean, they do different things, right? I, it's it's a I don't know. It's I mean, just, it's similar-ish. It's the way it is now. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. it's gotten worse. I remember Michael Jackson and Prince. There used to be which one do you like? But now it's just gotten, that was a thing, really. It's ridiculous. You had to pick between Michael Jackson and Prince. They do I two mean, totally different things. I didn't pick because I thought you know I'm Hispanic, so I, I was like <laughs> they both awesome. Right? I learned how to speak English <laughs> listening to these dudes. Like I'm not. I hate no Michael. Jackson. I was born on August 29th. We got a birthday coming up. You so. almost made it. That's Michael Jackson's birthday. No, to Leo. I'm oh, not. no, I'm good. What, you're good? Well, yeah, what I'm are a you? Virgo. I'm a Virgo? Virgo. Yeah, don't make that face. Mm, I, I don't know what they do. Well, Beyonce, you know what she does? <laughs> you aware? Did you ever see the video Thriller? That's what that's oh, what Virgos do. Okay. <laughs> and if you watch the Shaq All-Star Comedy Jam on Shaq, then you, on Showtime, then you'll know that's what, what, Virgo, do? That's oh, what okay. Virgos do. Okay. Anyway, we are back. This is our latest installment episode of Truth Serum. I have two people who I actually really like in the studio. I'm excited about this. They've I've watched their journeys. They've created um, two different pathways for themselves. One, as stand-up comedians who actually have jokes and can do stand-up live and have created a, a great presence on the internet and um, have created a world and a life and a lane for themselves there. So it's been very, very uh, fun to watch their journeys. I have Clayton Thomas in the house. What up? And Lulu Lourdes Gonzalez. That made me feel like so like I was at home right now. <laughs> That's like, what you're supposed to Thank you like. so much. What's poppin'? <laughs> I'm so glad that you both are here. Um, this is Truth Serum where we tell the truth the way you see it. Because everybody mm. has their own truth now, right? You know, there's mm. like that side that side and the truth right everybody has their own version of the truth but what's your truth is what we want to know here on the show everybody has an opportunity everybody has a voice and we get to talk about all the things that are going on and you get to you get to chime in so call us 310-986-6610 if you have a question or if you want to share your truth um, we are live right now and we are on our way. So what's up, uh, Clayton? What's going on with you? First of all, congratulations. This is a beautiful setup. I also want to say I was not late. Ten of those minutes was me trying <laughs> to figure out the right building because oh. <laughs> I went next door and I'm looking around because, you know, I don't like asking people for help. And then uh, the lady was like, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to get to Ada show. And she was like, Ada? I'm like, yeah, come on, Dash Radio. Like, it's, at this point, it's like 4.52. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, that's next door. I'm like, ah. And I know, I know you. So I know that you don't like to be late, man. Because I started doing stand up with you. You have been doing stand up before me, and and Clayton has been like one of my mentors in comedy. It's so funny because I'm older than him, but he was one of the people. And one of the things that I learned from him was, don't be late. Can't be late. 
And um, I'm not going to say run the light because that's not one thing that he practiced. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my thing with the light, yo. If you're a comedian and you're on stage, a lot of comedians have it so twisted because they'll just perform and run the light mm -hmm. just to run the light. I'm like, if you're killing, that right. light does not exist. But if you up there and you just trying to put some stuff together. So what y'all want to talk about? It's like, yeah, get your ass to... off stage. Yeah, but everybody's perspective is, of killing is different. No, so. the killing <laughs> has to be people holding their stomachs. Oh. You know what I'm saying? You like, need to physically see people exactly. being killed. You got to feel the roar as you're telling these jokes, not just giggles. They're like, no, did you see they laughing? They're like, no. they want you to leave. And you know what? I learned that from you because I used to get off the, I used to always get off. Even if I was killing, I've always operated from this extreme humility and stand-up that I think has held me back because people who are worse than me. Oh, they go far. And they cocky. <laughs> they they go, go far. It's this delusional, like, it, it's really interesting <laughs> to me, you know? But um, I will say this. Uh, I, I have to tell this story and because I always haven't wanted to tell it in a public setting. Clayton always helped me um, with my comedy stuff because I he was he was doing it. He knew he wanted to do this at a very young age, and he came out here and did it. And then I would help uh, Clayton in areas of decorum and <laughs> <laughs> and how to be uh, not to be uh, how to treat people and how to say the fuck out my face with that bullshit. Uh, right. So but one thing I will say about Clayton, Clayton was overseas um, doing a military tour, came back from a flight that was hours long. We were taping BT's one mic stand uh. with Kevin Hart. <laughs> Clayton got off of a plane, got went home, took a shower, got dressed, put on a camouflage shirt, <laughs> got in the car, and drove over to the, the theater where we were shooting, walked down the set of stairs that was part of the set at the studio, at the on the on the show, and delivered, he smashed the shit out of a set straight off of an international flight after dozens of comedians had been dying on stage day after day <laughs> who had gotten a full night's sleep. That was the worst for a lot of comedians because that was before Obama won and everybody had a, man, I don't know if we're going to get a black president mm -hmm. type jokes. And they didn't know when it was going to air and the crowd wasn't responding to a lot of people. And uh, it was, it, it was, I was very fortunate to have a great uh, performance that day. And Come to find out the show didn't even air until like, three, well, a lot of people's air, but then the majority of everybody's episode didn't air until maybe mm -hmm. 2012, 2013. So, you know, Obama's already in office and then they start airing it and people are like, yeah, I don't know if we're going to get a black president, y'all. And it's like, ah, got to have them evergreen jokes, bro. You know what's funny? Um, that's absolutely right. And um, I begged them not to air my set because I had a really bad set. I was one of the comedians I was talking about <laughs> who had a full night's sleep. <laughs> I wasn't ready for TV. I had only been doing stand-up for maybe 13 months. And mm. I, I booked my first TV set, an international tour. And I learned early that, um, you know, I, I wasn't ready. And that's something that Jay Leno said, it's never too late, but it can be too soon. Mm. And I used to be like, that's some bullshit. Right. And then I learned the hard way that he was right. <laughs> um, Lulu. What's popping? What's going on with you? Not, <laughs> nothing much. Just uh, took a time off uh, 
from school. Like, you know, I got my degree from screenwriting and writing pilots so I can do this shit professionally. Oh, I didn't know that. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Shout out to New York Film Academy for dealing with me for the past year and a half. That's what's up. They was like, ooh, they was like, we can't wait for you to graduate. My (laughs) My friend's dad started that. Oh, for real? Yeah. You started a whole school? Yeah. First for of all, real? let's back up. Yeah. Sir, you didn't even say hello to me, sir. And we just, I didn't know he was speaking to us. I thought that's he was just you, you don't have on shorts and hoops. Jesus. Uh, that's a good point. Well, Clayton, I worked with you at Playboy. You just forgot. Oh, that see? is a fact. Oh. Right, we'll get, it's a little loose time. Let's Damn. See, Lulu, how you doing, baby See how girl? Playboy just take over men's minds. Okay. <laughs> Screw it. Um, okay. But you said you started the whole thing? Like, yeah. So he needed to owe me some tuition back then, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. can I get the homie hookup? Uh, so you finished school, you took a break. I yes, to I took too. a break. I've um, been focusing on uh, just, you know, perfecting the craft and just hit the streets running again back in these comedy streets. How long you been in, the, in L.A. now? Six years. So I remember when you got here and uh, you came through <laughs> like, because first of all, she's a military vet. Oh, yeah. And she will. And if you're ever in her presence, you will know that. Like. You know, Lulu is like the comedian. Well, she's a Swiss army wife knife or something? No, no, no. <laughs> Swiss she don't army need wife. No. <laughs> All right, let me turn my goals, mic off. Goals. Goals. That's a Listen, goals. she is the Swiss army knife. <laughs> Not that she has one. But Lulu, yes, Lulu, Lulu came through, and I remember her. She would... Uh, she was off-putting to people because people don't know what that is. And for me... <laughs> Out here, right? Right. She's like, yeah. she, you know, we're familiar with it. Yeah. We're from the East Coast. Yeah. She's Afro-Latina. She has a strong they don't know personality. What to do with that. And then Nothing. Puerto Rican Latin girls that are like this, like us, have raspy voices. We don't we don't talk like that. Right. So she'd be like, yo, what up? My name's Lulu. I'm And... All these dudes would be scared of her, and the girls would be like, "She's aggressive," mm. and I'd be like, "Oh, it's like she's like home to me. Like, oh, I know what that is. I, I, I liked her from the very beginning, right? So it was just so funny because when I when I first met her and I saw her and I saw the reaction, I was like, "They don't know an East Coast chick. Like, she'll wear Jordans and little hoops." <laughs> She'll twerk and do push-ups. Like, <laughs> she's like the most interesting dichotomy, and it's like that's what a that's what a New York chick is, right? And that's so funny. Facts. Uh, <laughs> you hit everything right on the button. Like I, I love it though. Like you really reminded me at home. That's why I clung to you. I was like, yo, you get me. Yeah. Like I don't have to like fake it. I don't have to like turn on the Hollywood. Like I could just be one hundred with Ada, and she keep it real. Like I was like, oh, this is. I need this. Like where you been? Sure. Like, yeah. How's no, it been dating out here? Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it only like, do, like, do, do, do dudes understand you? Like, well, that was the thing. That was the biggest thing with my ex. He didn't understand me. And he <laughs> he'd be like, yo, why you gotta talk to me like that? I'm like, yo, I'm aggressive. Like, yo. He was like, why you can't talk to me like a like a lady? Like, I was like, I am being a fucking lady. Like, what what do you want? Like, so we had a lot of miscommunications, and I tend to fall for guys who I think are stronger than me mentally, but they end up mean like is this the guy now? Uh, no, we're not together no more. Oh, but, yeah, him. Yeah, but him. that guy, her and that guy look like Groove Theory 2.0, right? <laughs> wow. right. You, when you see them, you, be, you, be see, you could see them and not know who they are. You could be like, I bet you he's a hell of a producer and she can sing really well. <laughs> Every time he I was a her, producer though. No, I know, but I look at the, the when I look at the pictures on Instagram, I'd be like, they look like they about to put out a fire ass video right now. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? They were so such a like 
They look. They were such a. Do you see them? They're an attractive couple. They were very just attractive. like. Very they look like a Hollywood. You know, like a Marie and her boyfriend. Yeah, like that, that's what they look like. That, that shit was just appealing. That's all it was. Was just the looks of it. Was it was nice. Diddy, Diddy and Cassie. Yeah, yeah. It was very nice like that. It was pretty. Was you know what's funny? I'm so when you. It's like I was just having this conversation earlier, and you. This is for the men in the room. Obviously, it was like women when they're in a relationship. There's like oh. Oh my God, he's this, he's that. We are this, we are that, and then it's like they break up, and you be like, "Yo, so what happened?" I just was not happy. You're like, "Well, what, what, what happened?" Because we don't want to let y'all know we fucking up. Like uh, we picked the wrong one. Like, ah, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, I respect that. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna let you know all my truths. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what they, they, it's some. It's just part of your journey, though. That doesn't yeah. mean that it was. They were. They were. I remember seeing them at the West Side Comedy Theater because he was coming to like the comedy clubs. But he did look like every time you put the mic down, he thought he was gonna pick it up after you. Like, 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 like it's my turn. And that's another thing. You, it's real, especially being in LA, especially like dating guys who are entertainers, who are actors, whoever else. It's like when you have a female who is as strong as I am, and then I'm doing a, such a public like job, and then they're like, "Well, what about me? Like, mm. what do I gotta do next?" So I'm like, "Man, just do your job. Like, let me do my job." Mm. Like, so it's it's I battle with that. So it's like ugh. a lot of men can't handle a woman who's in the business and they see a lot of men can't hold the purse theoretically you hit it on the money and allow her to shine as well as you know she's gonna let you shine but you gotta be there for her exactly you know what i wanted to say i want i have my petty moments on this show and clayton is here (laughs) clayton is uh clayton has his ear to the ground because clayton is connected to everybody in comedy right (laughs) he's cool with the white comics the black comics like the latin comics like Everybody know Clayton has gone off on somebody on each section of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you think about women in comedy and you see us, how important is our reputations to us for when it comes to work? Oh, it's hugely important because More- one thing, a lot of times uh, women in stand-up, there are so many great women that do that do comedy, and then you guys are overshadowed by the women. Can you curse on here? Yeah. You're overshadowed by the women. It's like, yeah, because when I suck a dick, you're like, okay. Uh, and then it's like, you're like, oh, well, female comedians aren't funny. You'll hear guys say that. And I'm like, no, I know a lot of women who are hilarious that men can't even follow. But it's like you guys' reputations take so long to build and can be destroyed off something so small as association with somebody. So this is my petty moment with you. What is our reputation on the streets, me and Lulu, when it comes to comedy in terms of the dudes in comedy? Oh, separate? Yeah. Uh, Lulu, I'll tell you Lulu's first. Lulu, and this is a while ago, because I'm not in the streets as far as with a lot of the comedians as I was. When Lulu first got to town, it was like, yo, shorty mad aggressive, yo. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I tried to get at her, and she got at me. And I was like, oh, I don't know what to do, you know what I'm saying? I cannot say that I know people who have uh, who have spoken ill about her or who have been with her personally. So that's always a good sign. With Ada, Ada is the girl that every comedian wanted. And it's like, you'd be like, hey, what a... What's, what's up with Oh, you know what I'm saying? She doing her thing. You know what I'm saying? I ain't talked to her in a while. And you're like, all right. <laughs> like, nobody can say that they've had you. Nobody's ever said anything bad other than you cussing them out or some shit. But other than that, nothing, y'all aren't seen as, like, hoes or nothing. That's y'all question. Okay, that's good to know. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that so, That's amazing. I ain't <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And if somebody says I'm a hoe, Lulu gonna whip their ass. There it so is. That's, that's facts. I'd be looking to whip somebody's ass. Like. You know what's funny? I don't even know a lot of... Uh, I'll say uh, women of color in comedy who are seen as hoes, but I know from the white side of stand-up, 
they don't really look at them as hoes. But some of the stuff that I hear the women saying about being with so many different comedians, I'm like, whew, that's not how uh, things are seen <laughs> in other behavior. cultures. Yeah, they don't. And they you talk know? about it on stage. Openly. For real? Yeah. Openly. It's not because you know what it is, is that women, white women's self-esteem is not connected to their sex, their sexual history. Yeah. They're not, they don't, they don't have that. We, uh, women of color, people of color hold each other accountable for all that stuff. There's so much of a double standard with women of color. Mm-hmm. I remember I had a joke about Yo, that. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. You say <laughs> white women, <laughs> white women can be hoes and marry a senator. Yeah. And it is so real. You can. You can. As far as comedians go, uh, Clayton, as far as females, mm-hmm. does it matter like how we appear on stage? Because I know for a lot of white women, they downplay the fuck out of their outfit like they just look <laughs> like they just was like on the train asking for change and right. said, i'm gonna go to this show uh-huh. like you know so but as far as women of color i know like when i get on stage i feel like i'm an entertainer so mm-hmm. I'm, at least let me class it up a little bit right. so do you feel like as a comic you see that you'd be like man i wish she would have at least brushed her hair today like, you know what i'll tell you uh and this this starts with uh, Ada, this starts with uh, Iva LaShawn, because you have been doing comedy long enough to where the times have changed, yeah. and when I began doing comedy, women doing stand-up, you couldn't dress uh, attractively, and the audience would respect you because it's like, oh, she's trying to be too cute, and you know, women right. would mm-hmm. be envious or jealous and not want to laugh at you on purpose. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I see so many women that are able to dress how they dress in their regular lives and be attractive and still be hilarious. I'll use I'll use you guys as examples. Zaynab Johnson, mm-hmm. like uh, even around to before she got really into doing more internet stuff. But women are now able to dress however they feel. Mm-hmm. And actually, the better you look, more people will laugh because it's like, oh, she's pretty and she's funny. You still gonna have some hating women somewhere, but it's like it's still and good men. to be comfortable. Absolutely. And men. And men. Uh, well, Samora has set the standard for us. Mm-hmm. You know, Samora has always been fly. If you are tuning in to Truth Serum, I am live right now with Clayton Thomas and Lulu Gonzalez. Darren decided to come back home. And we <laughs> are talking about the appearance of female comedians on uh, as opposed to where it was when I started. Aranza was one who used to downplay yeah. appearance. Remember, she I didn't wear know she was that attractive until she changed. I was like, yeah. whoa, Aranza, were you? When I where first, yeah, when I first met Aranza, she was like looking like a little boy. And yeah. I was like, and then and somebody actually told me like, yo, don't look too cute on stage. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm always been a fly girl. I'm from Brooklyn. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna turn down my shit because y'all scared. <laughs> so it, it caught me in a, a weird space where I didn't even know how to like get on stage and be comfortable with myself. Mm. Right. And it started just for me, like knowing how to dress myself on stage and like yeah. still feel like I'm just me. Well, you know what? I made a decision some somewhere along the way. I made a conscious decision that I was going to do. I was going to be a trendsetter and I was going to wear whatever I wanted on yeah. stage. I'm become whatever I felt like it because I felt like there was too much pressure. Mm-hmm. So on the days where and it's funny because on the days where I would wear jeans with a baseball cap, I would get more attention from men than on the days that I dressed up. Mm-hmm. But when I when I did the uh, last comic standing um, you know, and I, I, one thing I learned from somebody who mentors me in comedy, who's been doing stand up for a long time, they said to me, listen, if you host the Oscars, you can't wear your jeans and your sneakers. So you always have Get to prepare ready. for that. But I made a, a decision to always do what I wanted to do. And however I felt and just made sure that I focused on my set and that my set was funny so that my clothes was irrelevant. And it, eventually it became a non-factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we are here today. We got some trending topics we want to get Wait, into. Also, you're naturally beautiful. Like you guys are. I don't want women out there to just assume <laughs> that you could just go up there with some jeans and get them 
You got to have that face. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Clayton has always been so honest. And and uh, I have so many stories about Clayton that always make me laugh. And one of them is when we were shooting The Greatest Song. Because I, I had made a decision that whenever I made a project, I was always going to bring my friends along. Because yes. I had some talented friends. As we all should. Mm-hmm. Well, but some people don't. But it was my friends are talented, so I never had to explain them. Clayton was in every project that I ever did. But I remember distinctly when we were shooting The Greatest Song, uh, he pulled one of the extras to the side. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing he said to her, he was like, hey, yo, uh, you got a car? <gasps> <laughs> I was on the bus, yo. Let's just let's put this in perspective. I was on the bus. Also, things were very different back then. You could flirt with people you work with. And uh, she was my age. She had a car. And we ended up dating for a couple of months. She was I a know. great girl. Only after she said yes that she had a car. No. You we trying can't to both level be up. on the bus? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, we can't both be on. I said, Clayton, why you ask that girl at that? He's like, listen in. Let me explain something to you. Mm-hmm. We can't both be on the bus together. No. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that makes sense, but it's so annoying that it makes <laughs> mm. Could not date another girl on the bus. He had goals. You got to respect that. Yeah. So, Lou, have you ever dated a comedian? No. Okay. For okay. shame. I'm. I mean, is I feel like it would come kind of like be kind of weird. Like, because mm-hmm. what if I start booking more than you? Then it's mm-hmm. like <laughs> <laughs> these are just facts. I'm gonna be honest. Like, what happens if? And then it's like I gotta deal with your hate. Like, you gonna come to my sets? You gonna be a heckler? Like, what's? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think it works if you, as women, I think it always works when the woman is newer than the guy. Yes. Because if he's more established, he can help you or put you on shows and stuff like that, and he won't be envious of you. But if you date somebody in your same class or, you know, just starting out as well, I don't think it would work because, yeah. you know, then the jealousy would step in. Seen yeah. that happen a couple of times. And yeah, I've, me I've, too. Yeah, I've seen some cute comedians, though, but... You have? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> she said it like every comedian is hideous. <laughs> no, you know what it is? I don't look at comics like that. Like I be looking at them, and then I, then I find out they're a comedian, and it's like, oh. Oh yeah! <laughs> like, you know yeah. it is. When I started, I was around so many guys because th- when I started, there weren't that the this revolution of female comedians had not stay- taken place. Right. So it was me, Clayton, Byron, and I used to host this room, and we used to go to Denny's, and I remember mm-hmm. looking around, and I would be like, I'm like I'm the only girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was so. It was so different. Mm-hmm. We had we and we like really grinded. Like we would have to. We had to beg for a seat at the table. We had to grind. We had to create our own seat at the table. Whereas now, some things are different, and opportunities have been created for yeah. comedians that we we didn't have. That we was down there, you know, risking our lives every uh, week at the studio bar. And oh my god! <laughs> Clay, I remember when Clayton told this uh, ex-con. <laughs> we got into it with that ex-con. I was like, he has a teardrop on his face, like. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was comedy, and then they would have rap at the like yeah. comedians first, and then they would do music. And those music guys were not for them jokes. Those no. never go well. Mm-mm. And he had, and I remember Zoe saying he got two strikes, <laughs> and I was like, why is he here? Because he could sing. I was like, no, <laughs> that is not what this is about. We Good gotta go Zoe. home and t- yeah, Zoe makes me laugh. Zoe was the the guy who used to put the show together, and he used to host the main show and have me host the pre show. And he always, uh, he couldn't say L, the letter L. So he would be like, and he, and he used to switch people's names up. Like Jabari Davis, who was a comedian at the time. He was like, give it up for Bajari. Bajari Davis. <laughs> and 
And then he would say, cap it up, cap it up, everybody, cap it up. Because he couldn't say the L. Mm. But he was, um, you know, he's still around, right? Zoe's still around. I haven't seen Zoe. I know he does a lot of commercials, but I haven't physically seen him in maybe a year or two. Has he taken an L? Has, <laughs> has he taken an L? On to the trending <laughs> topics of today. <laughs> um, we're going to go on to uh, trending topics of the day. The first story of the day um, is about Lindsay Lohan. Mm. Lindsay Lohan. And you know why I brought her up? Because... She is in the generation of you guys. You guys saw The Parent Trap, right? I love The, the Parent, Parent Trap. Yes. You were managed, though, Clayton. You were watching. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Yeah. Yeah, you, were, you was watching Power Rangers. You, you watched Parent right. Trap. I you love Power Rangers. Yeah, you I was, love Power Rangers, ooh. too. Yeah, he was watching Power Rangers and porn, though, because he was fact. so managed. <laughs> that is a fact. I was like, Jesus, who, this little boy right here. <laughs> they called you Little Man? No. <laughs> Like Clayton has a memoir. He is definitely that is so funny. He definitely he has a memoir in him. Like some of the stories he used to tell us, we'd be like, "Are you okay?" Uh, so many things have happened to me, man. It's just you know you always remember that kind of stuff. So Lindsay Lohan made a comment saying that the Me Too movement made women look weak. Um, she said that they she felt that a lot of women were using it as an opportunity for gain and. Uh, she alluded to the fact that she felt it was disingenuous. Well, Twitter handled her as as per usual. What did they say to her? Oh, they were they were going in on her so bad. Uh, just you know, they went it went everywhere from you know Black Twitter will go from the you know they'll break down intersectionality and mm. then tell you you look bad for your age. You know, <laughs> it's like every and everything in between. <laughs> so after she had been um, accosted. Uh, and I don't say Acosta. She was brought. She they took her to task. She apologized and um, for the comments. And the, what I wanted to ask you guys was first, first of all, when it comes to the Me Too movement, it's a whole different reality for us as people of color because our we don't tell. We not snitches. Yeah, you know? we ain't saying nothing. We don't. We really <laughs> don't. We don't. We some people have come, uh, but we don't tell, which is why I took. 30 plus white women to take Bill Cosby down because we just don't culturally we've been taught not to be snitches. Mm -hmm. Right. So we don't tell. And then the other thing is I, I have a I've made an agreement with myself that I'm not apologizing for anything I say, mm -hmm. you know, and if I have to walk back a statement and say, you know, this is what I meant, but I'm not going to be in the business of apologizing because I feel like once you apologize, they win and mm -hmm. you become you know, if you don't agree with what I'm saying, then you don't agree. As long as I'm not saying, you know, fuck blind people, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not apologizing. So I wanted to get y'all take on, on both of those things. And Lulu, I'll start with you because you're a woman and Me Too affects you more than it does Clayton. I mean, I really agree with you. Like, I ain't no snitch. Like, I got things that happen to me, but it ain't your business until it is your business. But mm -hmm. it might not be your business. So I'm going to just keep it to myself. So what do you think about those people who are doing stuff like that and uh, they're not being accountable for their behavior and maybe they're taking food out of your mouth? Who's taking food out of my mouth? If somebody who, you know, one of the Me Too people is someone in power and they they are obstructing your path from getting a job or making some money, like what do you, what, how do you feel about that? You think that they should just continue going about? Oh, hell no. I mean, I'm, I'm supportive of any woman who can literally sit there and like speak her truth because that takes a lot of guts. Like mm -hmm. I'm like, I went to Iraq, but I'm not going to tell you my business. Okay. There's a difference. There's a line. I'll go fight for some shit, but I ain't going to tell you my business. I'm just not there yet. I'm not there on that level of comfortability to put all my, my all out there. Right. But for the women that can do that, like I support you 100%. Like it, 
whoever's taking that food out of my mouth or whatever's denying you an audition or whatever, they got to go. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Weinstein, I'll come for you. I'll shoot at you, bro. But, like, I ain't going <laughs> to. Wow. I'm, I'm good with the targets. You know what I'm saying? I'm not good. If you need me, Black Power, no, I'm just playing. Like, I ain't. Like, I really don't shoot shit. I can't shoot shit. Uh, um, but no, I say I'm I'm more of a I'll go fight in a protest versus like having to say anything because right. that's a whole other demon on your back to have to deal with. That's uh, takes a lot. That takes a whole lot of courage. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna like I don't think it makes any woman look weak. I think that makes you look even stronger than what you really are. So I agree. Uh, for me, I definitely will say that my heart definitely goes out to the women who've been year after year. Like you have to understand. <laughs> This isn't something that, yes, unfortunately, uh, Harvey Weinstein's name came up and so many women were able to come forward. Women have been mistreated and abused and taken advantage of since the beginning of time. And it's not just the entertainment business. It's other different pockets of business. You look at uh, you could look at NASA. You could look at somebody who's working at a regular school. And there are so many women going through things that women have had enough of guys using their power to try and gain something over them or treat them like they're less than. So any woman who's actually been uh, mistreated and victimized, I think that they deserve to tell their story. Now, with that, I think it does harm when women who, I guess, will look for the fame aspect and just to have a story. Um, Like, I don't know if you actually heard um, the Chris Hardwick situation. Chris Hardwick at Nerdist. He's actually the first man to be reinstated right. after something like that. And I, I, I looked at the situation. I'm like, man, this is his ex-girlfriend. So now it had become a thing where your exes are able to say something. Like, imagine everybody you've ever dated. Somebody's going to have something bad to say about you. It, it'd be some couple people who ain't got a TV show if I start talking <laughs> <right>? <laughs> You know what I mean? But I think every woman who's actually been held down too long has a right to share their story and to get shed light on the guy who's done the victimizing. Well, I mean, that, those are, you know, both valid points. What do you, how do you feel about apologizing? Well, as uh, far as Lindsay Lohan? Not, well, not just Lindsay Lohan, because with, see, this is what happens to me. This is why I lose respect for people. People say things with conviction. Mm-hmm. They go, they go hard and then they don't get the response that they think they're going to get. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm sorry. So it makes me feel like, you know what I mean? But that's facts. That's it wasn't facts. genuine in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. I say some shit that I know is probably wrong or rubs people the wrong way. But I stand by what I say because I, I it comes from my, my personal experience. And if it makes a white woman feel offended who comes from the suburbs, like I said, yoga bitches can't say, uh, you can't fix racism after yoga between dinner. You know, this is not something that happens. It's something, and a lot of women got offended. And I'm like, the only reason you got offended is because I struck a nerve because a lot of white women were like, we understand what you're saying. We have privilege. We are middle class. We have money. And we can be condescending sometimes to people of color when we're talking about issues. But I'm not walking back my statement because that's a real thing for me. But when I hear people apologize, I lose a little bit of respect. I think a lot of times in every aspect of somebody's career, when they're told to apologize, you have to look at more than just the surface of them apologizing. You have to look at what made them apologize. Like, is this somebody who's heavily sponsored by so many different companies? And is it within their financial best interest to say something? Or do so they really believe that? you just told me I ain't shit. You no, can say no. whatever you want because ain't, you ain't got nothing to no. lose, bitch. No. But that's the thing. Then that's, that, that apology is not even genuine in itself because now I know you're only apologizing because you got such and such sponsor after you and now you're not trying to look bad. But in all essence, like, you said what you said and you mm-hmm. are who you are. Whether if Bounty is still going to sponsor you or not, bro, you still going to pick up shit. Up, like, yeah, hey, you think, know what? Laura Ingram ain't apologizing. Mm, 
Go ahead. No, I was just, it's just, whenever, I know this sounds crazy, I've always been like a bit of a conspiracy theorist, like mm-hmm. when it comes to things like that. So I always look at, huh, who sponsors this person? Okay, Mountain Dew or Pepsi. I'm, these aren't real sponsors for these particular people, but I'm just saying that makes me think. And they say something crazy and offends everybody. And then it's like, hey, I want to apologize. Mm-hmm. And they're really saying, please don't fire me sponsorships. Exactly. And then the sponsors still fire them. And then they weren't really genuine with what they said. Yep, I, I I feel the same way. So, do you have you ever felt like you had to apologize for something you said that was in a in? You know what's funny when it comes to radio specifically because these interviews of Speedy's Comedy Corner. Oh, are oh on, yeah, I was there. They're online forever. Uh, I definitely want to apologize for my entire twenties <laughs> being on air. Uh, I've said some of the most ridiculous. I dropped it, and I've watched one interview we were doing there was literally like 12 of us in a room i'm 21 years old at the time and i dropped the n-word every other word i might have said it like a hundred times and it was because i had nothing i was trying to get trigger stuff and just that's how i yeah. spoke at the time over a hundred yeah it's just like if you Jesus. listen repeatedly there was no reason yeah, that's not like a quentin tarantino movie <laughs> that is that is true and so you know like stuff like that like i just apologize for my 20s on air like that oh, kind of stuff that's crazy. but i don't i try not to say anything to offend anybody not like on purpose like oh i'm trying to be safe but it's like i just don't have the type of personality to where i just go after companies or people nobody's really you know but you know i remember listen i never told you this because it never happened but i wrote this animated series and i remember i pitched it to Dion cole and it was like uh it was called the um it was called it was about comics who have been exiled comics of colored who have been exiled because Black comedians have become so successful that the white comedians locked them all up in the prison <laughs> in this town. Right? And, uh, and the little guy, there's a little white boy talking to his grandfather saying, um, he was like, Grandpa, why did you lock them up? What happened? And then the little the grandfather's like, well, in the 90s, black comedians were funny and they took over the airwaves. All black people were funny. The black nurses were funny. Black doctors were funny. Everybody, everywhere you went, people of color were funny. And they took over comedy. So we, and it was funny because I wrote this. Clayton was like 21. So there was a character who would steal people's jokes, right? And sing them. Right? And and the character, the main character was Dion Cole. So this character stole Dion's notebook, and then he was singing all his jokes. He was singing with the napkins, like he was stealing all his jokes. And then one of the characters, you, uh, uh, the N word was his language, and he mm. conjugated verbs with the N word. And I wrote that so you could do that character. Oof, that's how many like, times I said <laughs> the N word. A character had to be written. What happened to it? Uh, me and uh, Dion Cole talked about it. We were going to go out and pitch it. And you know what happens in the creative realm when things are happening and they're hot and then they make you feel like it's not hot and then you move on to the next project. Yeah. Uh, so it's something maybe that might be more timely now that I could probably try to pitch now, which we've had these discussions about all of the creative properties that I have, things that I wrote before that now I may be able to sell because I have like a good team and yeah. the stuff that's happening. But before it's like... It, it was just a girl with an eight minute set with a TV show, and they'd be like, "I got, we got somebody with an hour set that has a TV show." Right, so right. Yeah. that's what it was. I'd watch that show. That show it was, was called the Bad Comics Initiative. <laughs> it's interesting for sure. <laughs> it, it was called, and the and the guy, the black guy who ruined comedy, his name was Bob Wintner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was the one. He was like the 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 guy behind. 
ushering all these black people into comedy. <laughs> and it was just so... I just remember being... You know what's funny? It's like... Ada is fearless. Let me tell you something. No, but it was like... Bob knows I love him, but I was like, everybody associated Bob Sumner with black comedy at the time. So I was like, well, name him Bob Whitner. Like, because his name is Sumner, not Summer. And it was just... It was just so funny because I was like, it, it, it's like watching a little kid who's going through some things in life and they have a, a book where they they sketch mm-hmm. and then you look at all the stick figures and you're like, damn, who punched the little boy in the stomach? That was my, that was how the TV show looked for me. You could see all my wounds from comedy in that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just put it all into that show. And I was really, really frustrated about how people would say they're ghetto comics. And, you know, cause I, I, I use I wear that banner proudly. Like I I come from the ghetto. I grew up on food stamps. I cannot talk about growing up in Bel Air. So when people would say that to me, I'd be like, what what the hell are people who come from the inner city, poor and impoverished neighborhoods? What are they supposed to talk about that would be pleasing to you? Because the, everybody in comedy talks about their own experiences, mm-hmm. right? So even with, with Clayton, like I would be like, Clayton is a ghetto comic just like me, you know? And I, I ain't never, the connotation of it wasn't, for me, it's never been bad because it tells my story. Because I, I listen to Bernie Mac and, you know, my uncle was on crack. My, I saw people make crack in my house. I've never looked at it as... So when people will say to me something like, oh, you you know, you're you're very smart. You're not like the other urban comics. And I'm like, the fuck out of here. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yes, I am. Right. <laughs> That's where we come from. And it, that is why we all bonded. Like me, Clayton, and Byron Bowers are completely different types of comedians with three different experiences. But we still have a common bond, something that brought us together because we used to be together every day. And yeah. we wouldn't be around each other if we didn't have that common bond. But it's also as if, Intelligence doesn't come from the ghetto. Absolutely. Right. Whereas everything does. Yeah. I think it's like the smartest people come from ghettos. That is a that is a lot of them are. I don't want to say that is not a to fact say, that, that everybody yeah, in the ghetto come yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, me too. For sure. <laughs> it's like uh for us with Ada, myself, Byron, and so many other comedians, I think it comes your bond comes with your light, like yeah. your love. And like everybody was always drawn to Ada because Ada is the one of us who always knew what it was. Like she's like, look, this is what we need to do. And we're like, is it what we need to do? <laughs> and she was like, she just had it together. She had a plan and she always took care of me and Byron, man. I, man, we were both homeless staying with Ada. He was in his car. <laughs> I was on the couch. Like it was, she's always, every movie I've ever been in, Ada's up until last summer. Yeah. I did a, another movie, but every movie I've ever been in is because Ada. Ada's just, She's always had the plan and the the know how, but it's like the bond of your light and the love that you get a connection from the audience translates to people, and that's why people are always drawn to you or drawn to whatever you're oh, talking about. Well, I needed to hear that yeah. today. Y'all made me wish I had some real friends out here. Uh, <laughs> you do. You're in the room with them but right I, now. Yeah, but I don't, we're not gonna sleep on no sofas and and chairs and <laughs> cars outside no more. I mean, I didn't have nobody to have that struggle with. I wish I would have. Uh, Cause you had 200,000 followers on Instagram and <laughs> you gotta sleep on somebody's couch, bitch. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it. <laughs> you should be, a couch company should be sponsoring you. I didn't, I didn't always have those followers. I know. You know. I watched you do that. I watched you do it. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. Um, we are live with Clayton Thomas and Lourdes Gonzalez. Darren is back. Everything, all is well. We got, you know, when he leaves, we get a little um, out of sorts, but <laughs> we'll be right back with Truth Serum. Um, Call us, 310-986-6610. 
Right now while you're sitting on my chest I don't know what I'd do without your comfort If you really go first, if you really left I don't know if I would be alive today With or without you like night and day We didn't repeat every conversation Being with you every day is a Saturday But every Sunday you got me praying Don't you ever leave me and don't you ever go I've seen it on TV, I know how it goes Even when you're angry, even when I'm cold Don't you ever leave me, don't leave me alone Don't leave me alone I don't wanna call and you not answer Never see your face light up my phone See you singing tiny dancer Every time my head hurts Every time I'm low Cause I don't know if I would be alive today With or without you like night and day Everything about you uncomplicated Here with you every day is a Saturday But every Sunday you got me praying Don't you ever leave me Don't you ever go I've seen it on TV I know how it goes Even when you're Truth Serum, Lourdes Gonzalez, and Clayton Thomas is in the house. And uh, we were talking about Black Mirror and how it has traumatized each and every one of us in the studio. So good. It is so good. I love that show. You know what? It tells tells the dirty secret about what we are evolving into. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is to the phone, the computer, all these screens. It's, you know, I love Tales from the Crypt. So this is like a new version of Tales from the Crypt for me or uh, what was the other Twilight Zone, stuff like that. But it's so, it's too good. I wrote a spoof on it. Did you? Called Blacker Mirror. Oh, did you? (laughs) What happens? Where is it? I'm, sh- I'm trying to shoot it right now if I can get some people to want to do it. You guys want to be in it? I what is some- it about? Wait, you see how Lulu said, like, all of a sudden throws her casting call in here. She's like, oh, maybe if I give them a job, they'll give me one back. No, because I told y'all I don't have no friends who actually they're show it. up to the shoots. And the people we like. You that's- ain't never asked me to show up. To Same anything. here. No. 
Oh, the time I asked you, you and showed I came, up. And I came through, though, Hey, right? but you've never asked Clay But I, have, I was in the studio. I was you stirring were, the pot. I was cooking the scripts, man. I was cooking yeah, the I scripts. Never, you know what I'm saying? Clayton ain't never asked me to do anything either. But Clayton, What are you talking about? Clayton I've just been no, shooting these sketches. And the TV show, well, I had oh, you come oh, in. Yeah, the young never kind of clothes on. That is a lie. They, for the past <laughs> year, they've been having clothes on. Okay? Yeah, they don't have no, it. They don't have They run in slow motion and they booty jiggle. That, yeah. No, the first year, I'm going to say this to dispel that. The first year I was doing sketches, I was just trying to see what works because I saw what everybody <laughs> nah, was you doing. Knew it you know what? And I, I was like, maybe, you. maybe you this helps. Are sketches new to you? Say it again. Are, the, are sketches new to you? What do you mean? Meaning, um, I, I, I've i seen you do a lot of them recently. Mm-hmm. I, when I worked with your Playboy, I don't I don't feel like you were doing No, I wasn't doing them. Oh, okay. I started. I feel like in, it's a new thing for you. It was. I started in January 2017 because it was like I was going to these pitch <laughs> meetings. He just right. popped his collar on a lot of people on Instagram. No, I don't <laughs> even. I, I know. I know KP. Yeah, KP, great Detroit. Yeah. So it was like I I was going into these pitch meetings and they weren't giving me what I felt was the the correct attention for the projects. Right. And they were all like, ah, oh, you don't really have enough followers. And I'm like, are you serious? Like when I went on auditions, they wouldn't trip off that because, you know, real casting directors don't care about that stuff. But then you would run into these executives that are like, oh, we need you to have more followers. So I was like, yeah. I want to dedicate the next couple of months of my time to for build followers. a following. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you get into sketches, you're doing what you see works, which is you know oh let me sell the thumbnail on the butt or some breasts and stuff like that and then I started getting smart because I started writing more creative sketches but I was like okay if I can get them to see the creativity within the sketch I win but I gotta get them to click on the video Mm -hmm. so I was like let me do something like a thirst trap to get them clicked on it and then I would make a joke about what they just saw to get them to watch it and uh, my numbers started going up but then I didn't like what made the turn for me was one guy left a comment and was like, man, anybody else just come to these videos to see the girls? And yeah. I was like, never again. <laughs> Thank and you. And from that moment on, I did not do that type of like thumbnail. I have a beautiful girl in it because I'm not just about to have no mud duck in there. But, <laughs> oh my God. Listen <laughs> but, to you know, Clayton who doesn't offend anybody. No. He mud I mean, but only people will be I mean, offended are mud. It's <laughs> a brilliant so, strategy. I mean, I, all the dudes I cast in my videos, I be trying to smash later. Like, hey, what's up, man? Hilarious. <laughs> you have some cute guys in your video Clayton and the, but you know what's funny I see your stand up in your videos oh yeah because you know all my, all my materials about my life my relationships uh past and present friendships stuff like that like stuff that has actually happened or exaggerated to a point so I'm not just doing hey wouldn't it be crazy if we won the lottery it's like I'm not yeah. doing no random shit like that but you know I well, only did one though go ahead no I said that was funny because that was actually the reverse for me like I had the numbers mm-hmm. and then I'd get to these meetings and they'd be like well what you got and I'd be like Hilarious! Yeah. I got these jokes. If you want to come see my five minute set, they like, man, fuck out of here. Oh, that so, is so interesting. But that's why I went to school. I was like, well, I have all these concepts, and I, I was I was doing stand up before the videos. Mm-hmm. The videos and stand up just happened to like merge together. So I was like, well, I have all these concepts, and nobody's really listening. Yeah. But when I get in a room, they want to hear, but they I don't got nothing to pre- present to them. Yeah. So that's why I went to school, and I was like, yo, I, now I got features, I got pilots, I can go shop stuff around and be like, yeah. look, I know what I'm doing, and I. I got these numbers, bro. You know what, <laughs> Fuck all that. Let me tell you when you got my attention on um, on Instagram when you did your hair and you were like, <laughs> I'm pretty too. And I was like, yes, bitch, yes. Because I root for you. The, I, listen, there are some people I don't like and I don't watch their videos. I don't click on their stuff. I don't want them to lose. I just have no interest in watching them. But then, and then the, <laughs> it's the truth. 
Emery will tell you. I won't. I don't watch it. I don't want to watch. I don't. But then there are the people that I genuinely root for, right? And you're one of those people, oh, thank right? You. And so when I saw you one time, and she was like, she put her Afro Latina hashtag, and I was like, that's right, bitch. You let them know. Fuck them camouflage pants. <laughs> put your show them that you. Because I I'm for that. I think yeah. that women can do it all. You don't have to be relegated to just oh you got to be the goofy chick. You can be right. everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Imagine if Beyonce would let people tell her what she's supposed to be right. as a singer mm-hmm. and that's what I was talking about earlier about not knowing how to find myself mm-hmm. and it got to the point where I was just like man fuck it I'm gonna just be me and I can be pretty I was like why am I downplaying who the fuck I am like mm-hmm. yeah. I was like I know I'm, I look in the mirror I know who the fuck I see I, you know I, I, I hate I'm like I hate when chicks be like oh you let me hum. no I'm not saying I'm <laughs> I'm not saying I'm Beyonce but bitch I'm bad too like, you know what's funny <laughs> that's the real me too bitch like hashtag uh, I could be bad too bitch like Lulu is <laughs> Beyonce meets bro man from the fifth floor. That is- <laughs> She's like, I don't know why I'm doing this, and I gotta let these bitches know. And I gotta, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, it's so funny to me. Hey. I, like, I, saw her, I saw her video. I remember her putting this picture up, and she had her hair down. She was doing an advertisement for that Taraji movie, uh, Mary Jane or whatever, yeah. whatever it was. And I was like, yo, look at Proud her. Mary. Proud yeah. Mary. Proud Mary. Sorry. You know what, though? All three of y'all are, and I have to say this, are incredible individually. Yes. That's Emery. Yeah, I just have to say this. I have to say this. But this weekend when we talked to James Lopez, he said it'd be good if y'all could work together more. If y'all can create a coalition where y'all get in, Lulu, you and Clayton's. And then Ida, you can be a guest star and y'all do something together and you guest star. It's almost like y'all put together a little, y'all do a little Wu-Tang. And then you branch out and do your own individual projects. Continue doing your individual projects. I and agree. I think there's too much segmentation and separation and everybody's competing. Like, look, Tony Baker's numbers is here. Clayton, all y'all need to be. And I know y'all do things together. Mm-hmm. But I think it just needs to be a more of a concerted effort. I agree with that. I think that um, for me, it's a different journey because I don't I don't have those numbers on on social media, but I do get into rooms to pitch. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it would better serve me to form, you know, collaborations with the people who do who are doing that, because for me, I, I feel like. I Instagram left me behind. You know what I mean? Like because I never ever wanted to do videos. I remember Aronsa calling me and saying, "Come do these videos with me." And then I saw her twerk one time. I was like, "What's yeah. what supposed to be holding your towel for you while you sweat when you twerk?" And I, what the hell, I'm gonna do it in my but you know. But and 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 I don't have a problem with anybody who does that because I remember that Simone and Tori started twerking and then their numbers started going mm-hmm. and then Simone because Simone is a very talented woman. You know she's. She knows how to write. She knows how to direct. She knows how to edit. I did sketches with her, and I was like, wow, this girl. And she got a big ass. Like, you can't lose like that. But uh, I, I do think that that is time to do collaboration. I never figured Instagram out. For me, Facebook is what took off. You and know you know, that's the opposite. Like, for me, well, to bridge both points together, um, I've always been in the mindset of a collaborative effort with my friends. Like, I, if you look at the videos, you'll see the majority of people in I'm my videos. I'm just not one of his friends no more. That's that is point. hilarious. That's First of all, <laughs> I'm going to go right back to that, too. So all of the people in my videos are just people that you see me hanging around. We do videos together. They do their own videos. I've never reached out to a lot of the guys who have big numbers as well to get in my videos because it's like, for lack of better words, Internet cats are very weird. 
And by them not being comedians from a traditional standpoint of being on stage, you'll see that if they just started from the computer and their phones, they're very different. Like they don't, they're mm -hmm. not very, uh, I don't know the words I'm looking for, but they're not just comfortable in their skin to be around other people. And they have their own way of doing things. And I'm like, look, I like positivity, I like great energy around me. So that's why I shoot with the people I shoot with and that go back. So Ada, that's all her movies were. Like all of us were all friends. We just in everything. Ada is always out of town, number one. I never know when Ada's in town. She's always out of the country performing somewhere, doing some type of TV taping. And then at the end of the day, raising her damn kids. So I'm like, all right, well, I ain't about to call her <laughs> over here now. to they just grown. shoot this random video. <laughs> but it's like all of the, I've never been afraid or uh, not cool to collaborate with people. But you always have to be careful with collaborating with cats because these like I said, these people are weird. Like yeah. you'll be like, "Hey, come around," and they bring the energy, and the energy's off, and mm. you're like, ah. "Yeah." Because then you I, just got to keep going, though. I mean, yeah. there's enough of us out there to where you ain't gonna have that impediment with everybody. I mean, that everybody's gonna have their own, you know, mm. whatever. I mean, just keep moving. Yeah, but I mean, like honestly, Clayton, do you honestly believe like all those dudes they are really like really believe in your vision, or do you feel like maybe they're tagging along to get that tag? Uh, oh, that's another thing. So <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you because everybody yeah. in your videos ain't actors. No, and, no, no. And no. there's a lot of people that I stopped doing videos with because they would bring 15, 20 other people to the shoot. And just I'm to trying, get a tag. Yeah, just to get a tag. And I'm trying to work, bro. I'm really. Yeah. I've never twerked in any of my videos. Uh -huh. All my videos is either trying to like I'm showing casing like some jokes I'm working out, some creativity. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not doing anything in slow motion. I'm not coming out the pool in slow motion. <laughs> only for Dre call at me. Uh. Um, but it, it, it's it's very hard. Like I, I see a lot. Of people in your videos and it'd be like 30 tags bro and i'm like i don't even want to i just want to see clayton man well I here's just, the thing so i only watch with that uh with the tag aspect so oh, well let me go back no none of them are actually actors like none of them have been exactly. you know oh i'm going on this audition tomorrow it'll literally be the thing that makes me laugh the most is when i see some of these cats and they do something funny to me and i'm like i know how to direct so yeah. i know how to direct mm -hmm. you to do what mm -hmm. i need you to do and like there's this one cat in my videos named aaron aaron one day I was talking him. to KP and <laughs> we were we is. were in KP's house and uh Aaron told KP he was like yo KP just shut the fuck up and I laughed <laughs> so hard like I'm talking about I cried tears oh, I know and I said laughing. bro you have to do that in a video and he's like what what I'm like just say shut the fuck up and he's like what are you talking about anybody gonna look at that I'm like man just trust me and we start doing it like that to where I just love the Adam Sandler version of funny like we'll just right. do something stupid we having fun mm -hmm. and drop it but when it comes to you having actual actors on a lot of actors will be like hey so can you send me the script I'm like yes. hey fam this is a minute video <laughs> <laughs> this video is a minute long bro just say what I need you to say and go um, from here. what's my motivation you know what I mean but yeah. and then the, uh, the tag aspect so when I came in um, one of the cats who was telling me about how Instagram worked was Rito Rito Brown very funny comedian yeah. and an internet personality and he was like oh man what you doing you got too many people in your videos. You need to just have you and maybe one other person and then have that person ongoing. And I'm like, yeah, I hear you, but that's not funny to me. Like, I'm a writer as well as a comedian. Like, so right. for me, if I write this whole sketch, I, I, I put it perfect perspective. There's this girl in my videos. Uh, her name's Nay. Hmm. Nay delivers so many funny lines in my videos and people will be in the comments like, oh, Nay is hilarious. Nay did this. Nay did that. And I'm like, yeah, I actually wrote that. So I'm still getting credit and props mm -hmm. off of them giving her credit and props and her numbers get to go up and I still get a chance to get that view because I'm not really selfish in the tag aspect because it doesn't matter to me. It's like at this point, 
I'm at two hundred and some thousand. Like now it's just fun. Like, I'm, I'm I, trying know. to break thirty thousand. Hold and, on. Uh, they ain't here. So I expect a, bit, <laughs> a, a dumbass script from both of y'all. <laughs> and the, I don't want to be anybody's mother in a video. No, <laughs> no, I, I would never. Do that. That. Do you know that. what it is? People. That was the thing. Like there, because I talk so much about being a mom in stand up. Mm-hmm. People were like trying to create these things for me, and I was like. That's the last thing I want to do because mm-hmm. I'm an actress. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I have not auditioned for the role of a mom in in months now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's it just, it's like, look, I get it, but I'm more than that. And I I was an actress before I was a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Um, my, the So what I wanted to say was I, I watched the videos and I really think they're funny. And I think that you guys have both created this something special for yourselves where people can see that you have talent beyond what everybody else is doing. So I, I, oh, yeah. you know, I, I think it's the, it's the market. Like for me, like, uh, and this goes back to where Rito was telling me stuff. He was like, man, you doing this type of video, you need to do this type of video. And I'm like, man, I hear you. And my standup is one thing because every, I always want people to come see me live. Mm-hmm. If you see me on TV, I did this show. That's great. But my internet stuff is purely to whoever gravitate towards it. So it's like, I never get angry when somebody doesn't find my video funny because I know my audience the analytics tell you who your numbers are yeah. like who yeah. I know who my fans are so I know the perfect thing Eddie Murphy was doing this uh, biography uh, he did I'm so glad you studio. mentioned his name because I have another Clayton I feel oh, like Dave shit. Chappelle with my OJ stories I got <laughs> four Clayton stories so uh, Eddie Murphy was doing Inside the Actor Studio and one of the people in the audience, they start quoting one of his movies, and then the person in the audience was like, it wasn't good. And Eddie Murphy was like, well, you know, everything isn't for everybody. Right. And it was so humble how he said that. And I just started looking at things like that. Like, if you are somebody, like, a lot of comedians be like, hey, man, I want to get in a video. Or they'd be like, I don't really, you know who I really like. I like this person oh, and I that person. I hate when people yeah. do that. And I'm like, hey, man, my videos just aren't for you. It doesn't mean that the videos are going to stop being made or stop being yeah. made for that audience. It's just like, I know what I gravitate towards when I see something by, uh, you know, somebody's art and I'll be like, oh, that's very good. Or some people are like, oh, that's trash because it's not for me. Right. I think it's just different, uh, Clayton, honestly, because you're on a different level than a lot of the other Instagrammers. Like, especially like somebody like me, like you have TV credits, like you Mm. already have established that in your, in your, you know, in your resume Mm. for other Instagrammers like me, like we have all these great followers, but bruh, I'll take them TV credits any day. (laughs) Like I'll give up all my followers for a TV show (laughs) right now. Like I'm, I'm serious. I'll go back to that zero with zero posts. Like you I know, am funny. Give and you that. know what? That's that's a very interesting. Sometimes that's what I got to hold on when people try mm. to throw their credits in my face, and I'm like, you know, I've taped 14 TV shows doing stand up yeah. in the last three or four years. I I got HBO and Showtime. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna keep my 28,000 followers. Yeah. But I still think there's a there has to be a meeting of mm-hmm. those because that's just the world that we live in. And I was very resistant to that at first mm. because I I'm such a you know me, I'm a, I'm a stand-up. And yeah. for me, it's like, no, that's not stand-up comedy, no. And I think that one of the things that I'm willing to admit that a lot of people won't call on me because they think I will never do silly shit. Mm. You know, they they believe that I'm I'm a little bit too serious. And that's a bad thing to pe- for people to see you as when you're a stand-up comedian. <laughs> they be like, she's too serious. She I mean, do I don't want to hit you unless it's some official shit. I'm not going to call you to be like, hey, it'll come as me and like two other people outside on the corner with this iPhone. Bitch, I got, these, iPhone. I got these, listen, I got these 14 credits. Those <laughs> iPhone ain't going to hurt me. You better call me so I, I can get these 
here's up. the thing. Let I'm going to tell you this. I'll, I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. No, no. Just a real quick question because I want to ask about play. But go ahead because I want to ask about platforms and how important they are because oh. right now and what's fading because, you, know, yeah. you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube mm -hmm. and then ranking them. And then what do you think the future of it is? So hmm. right before I say that, uh, a lot, and you know what? You don't even have to do sketches. You did something a while ago where you were doing a video and you were talking to the camera. We call those opinion-based videos where you're just facing the camera. That I'll and you're say saying, it for you. Yeah, like that stuff. I see so many different avenues for people to build their numbers up. One is doing sketches. Another is a type of sketch that you do. Then you have the people who do the no substance uh, sketches, which is just like girls bouncing and all of right. the guys with the abs out. And then you have the opinion-based videos. And opinion-based videos are huge. Uh, they're bigger for Facebook because Facebook are the people who are going to buy those tickets and come out and see you. Instagram is great for advertising. So you can make a complete living off of having advertisers uh, try and pay you for sponsorships and shout Facts. something out. And you but get I all need, this free I, stuff. So I need help with that. And, and, I, and I'm humble enough to say that you are tuning in right now. We are live with Clayton Thomas and Lourdes Gonzalez. We're talking about uh, Instagram videos. What, what I need help with that is what happens to me is that because I am I, I'm on the Young Turks and I do do political commentary mm -hmm. and I do, you know, shows like that. Sometimes I lose my funny in that. And mm. it just is just me talking about, you know, bending the knee. And I, I really want to be able to get back to now that I, I've mastered that because I have those videos go two million. Yeah, you know, I have uh, videos that have gotten, you know, my Zoe Saldana video hit two million. And, Amazing. You know, and I mean, but my stand-up video hit 15 million. And so yes. I, for me, it's like uh, how, and then the other one hit 6 million. The one on, on uh, the Laugh Factory went, you know, Snoop mm -hmm. posted it. What I want to do is marry those two things. Yeah. You know, and for me, that's why when you say you won't call me for something unless it's official, that's hurt me. Because what happens is that people will think she's got it. She's straight. And they don't ever call me for stuff that they think like that. And then some of those things that are silly or perceived to be silly end up blowing up and yeah. becoming something real. Mm -hmm. And I'm not getting an opportunity because they're like, oh, she's too she's too serious about that. I'll and tell that you this. But that's, I think it's more of just a respect thing. Well, yeah. I appreciate that. But that respect ain't getting a follow. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the super pretty girl who doesn't get a date. Yeah, because nobody's She's talking to her. Yeah, yeah. you know me. what? When the you point. say that, I'm telling you, there's room for all of that yeah. on your page. Like you don't yeah. have to just be one thing on your page. Like right. I'll drop a sketch. I'll drop me talking to the camera. I'll drop me saying, "Oh, yo, this video is funny of somebody else's or whatever." And then at the same time, drop a picture of a flyer or like whatever. But. Facebook has always been a better community in the sense of people being able to share things easier, mm -hmm. whereas Instagram is not as easy to share something and right. those views don't get counted as one. So right. if you repost a video on Instagram, it starts back from zero. But if you share a video from Facebook, if mm -hmm. it's already at, let's say, 50,000, then it can jump to another 2 million mm -hmm. and then another 3 million and you still get the credit for that. Yeah. Where it's like, man, I cannot get my Facebook to pop as but much as my But can we agree that Facebook is probably on the way out, though? No, no, absolutely it's not. not. It's really it's not. actually on a way up because now they have television shows on Facebook. Facebook Watch. I just got hit to do uh, to host this game show on Facebook? Facebook. Facebook Watch. Yeah, and I'm like, what? It's yeah. on Facebook. And he's like, yeah. No, they, like, have yeah. A okay. they have a development. So, so yeah. I guess they got it. My question about when it when it relates to Facebook is the actual news feed. People scrolling up and down the news feed. Mm -hmm. Not so much that. Or you mean the Facebook Watch specifically? Well, here's what you have to understand. Facebook isn't going anywhere as long as your mama, your auntie, and your grandma got a computer. Like, they will not get on Instagram. They will not get on YouTube. But Facebook is the most 
easy to use thing. So if you say, hey, grandma, look, if you click right. on this right here, you can see a TV show. What? Well, mm-hmm. let me go see what that. And now that's another mm-hmm. view. And mama, auntie and grandma buy albums, yep. they buy T-shirts. They're not the eight year old kids that are on Instagram exactly. jacking off to the videos. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. You know I, I shot mean? a show. For, <laughs> yeah, I shot a show for Facebook. Yeah, how was it? It was great. It was me, Tony O'Skits, uh, Cynthia Luciet. Uh, it was a nice, real nice cast. Tony O'Skits is one of the nicest. Like, oh yeah, he hosts. Man, this guy so nice. You guys did the HBO yeah, Latino he was the host. with he was uh, the host. with Hey Lando. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. love that guy. Tony O'Skits. This is really quick. I'm sorry to even take this time. No, 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 no. Man, we were shooting sketches one day. This is maybe about to, like two months into doing sketches, and I had known Tony O'Skits from when I worked on Wildin' Out as one of the uh, consultants and everything. And he was just a cool guy. He bought everybody at the shoot for us shooting sketches one day pizza. And he mm. bought it. He was like, hey, yo, it's pizza over here. And he walked out like he didn't pay for it. And I was like, man, this dude was super nice. And I just never forgot mm. that, man. That's funny. <laughs> and he no, also he be great. having those type of uh, women in his videos, too. <laughs> of course. Yeah. But yeah. he's a Latino, so he's used to being he's around. Dominican, right? Yeah, yeah. And, Latin te- <laughs> and the thing is that Latin television is, yeah. that, that's all it is. It's mm-hmm. women. The women that are funny have to be attractive. They barely say anything, and they're usually, the, the joke is usually on them. Mm. So that's why he has such a big following, because Dominicans who don't speak English will still follow the videos because his stories are so that you don't have to understand what they're saying to yeah. know what the story is. Which wow. is just, it's like Charlie Chaplin type of humor. Yeah. Like wow. you can just watch it. And you know what? While we're on the subject of Latinos, something happened with Latinos about uh, a week ago I saw on Instagram and it blew my mind and I was so jealous. There were these Mexican uh, construction workers oh, and yeah. these two oh, guys got fired. And mm-hmm. the two guys got fired and the entire crew quit and said, we out of here. Like, right. it was so much solidarity. Yeah. It broke my so, heart because I'm like, man, I wish black people do that. that. If you lost your <laughs> job tomorrow, I would be like, hey, man, can I get a shift? Like, yeah. that's how I go. <laughs> like, who going to take Darren's job? <laughs> but, but I'll tell you what. So the, the different, there, there are differences in the, tif- in the demographics. So black people... Not necessarily, not necessarily like that, but Mexicans do ride for Mexicans. Yeah. But if that guy would have been Dominican, those Dominic, those Mexicans probably would not have done that. Really, and that yeah. is why we can't get it together when it comes to television. Because when black people did, when Issa Rae said, "I'm rooting for everybody black," yeah, Oscar's so white, that shifted, that shifted the landscape, and black shows. We got two Latin shows. We got Jane the Virgin mm-hmm. and uh, One Day at a Time. Like those are the two all cast, all Latin cast shows. We don't have that solidarity because we're too fragmented. There are Puerto Ricans, the Dominicans, and the Cubans, mm-hmm. and the, and that's why we have. And then there are people like me and Lulu who are in the intersection of we have our African blood and we have our Spanish blood. So we are those, some of those you white Latin people don't even see us. They don't look mm-hmm. at us like we're one of them. So it's a it's 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 still a a. a it still needs to be figured out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it's still not like clear as to how to market to Latinos because the you know what's funny? I think one of the people who is marketing the best to Latin people on Instagram is Will Smith. Oh yes. yeah. Oh my god. Absolutely. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. He's doing it through dance and music and love and mm-hmm. people and actually speaking Spanish. He's yes. actually taking the time to learn. He's yeah. like, yes. I'm, I'm gonna do this. The and, king of IG, Will Smith. Yeah, he is. He's a, he's created something so special on Instagram and it's you know, it's something you want to go see. Yeah. You're just like you're going to get uplifted, you're going to laugh, you're going to have fun, you're going to be inspired. Yeah. And you get to see someone iconic do all of that and it's nobody's ever been able to To do your that. to your earlier point about uh people not asking you cuz they just assume that oh, she's too serious for this. 
that is something that you have to work on as well as I do because it goes something so small as we're as comedians. You'll be at a spot. Somebody might just see your video hit a million. Somebody might just see that your TV credit just drop. And they'll be like, oh, man, I can't hit Lulu and Ada to come do this spot for $20. And you'll be like, yo, I'm at home doing nothing. I'll come. And <laughs> well, people don't know. But if you are like if you start to exude that energy more of, you know what, I'm down to do something dope. Not just anything, but I'm down to do something dope. I think people will start to reach out more for both of you guys. Well, I'll say this. Um, first of all, you're tuning in to Truth Serum with Aida Rodriguez. This is Aida Clayton Aida Thomas. Rodriguez. And G Lulu Gonzalez is in the house. Oh, funny, Aida. What I will say this is that, you know what's funny is, Emery makes fun of me all the time because I'll go do spots for a, for a lot of money. There, I don't turn stuff down. Mm -hmm. But it's in the realm of videos and sketches and stuff like that nobody tony baker was the one that called me and said hey come play scrabble with me because nobody ever you know ever really thinks of me on that scale they mm. really don't think i'm gonna do uh something like that the only person who made me do it was nate when <laughs> we went to japan nate was like we're gonna do one of these goddamn videos we're gonna see what i mean I and we did the video and it got it, it got a good response it you gets know? addictive too as soon as you start seeing them numbers yeah you're like well, i need to do another life, life. Ooh. Yeah, so Ooh. It, it is. My I think that's video, why I backed away a little mm, bit. Because you got addicted? I, it was a pressure. It was like yeah. my numbers just took off. Yeah. And it's like the pressure it was like it hit me real hard. Like, hey, man, people say me like, where's another video? I need another video. Yeah. I need another yeah. video. You got to feed them. Yeah, they and I was addicted. like, hey, I got shit to do, bro. And it was like, now nah. I, I remember I started posting like cute pictures because I started feeling myself. Mm -hmm. And dudes was like, yeah, these is cute, but what's up with these videos? I was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I was like, yo, I appreciate the bathing suit pic, bro. Like, no. living that for a little bit, bro. No, they want the videos. Remind people where they can find you on social media. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at L-O-U-L-O-U underscore Gonzalez. That's a G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z. -E and uh, Facebook, it's Lourdes Gonzalez. And nice. Uh, my name is Team Clayton Thomas. That is T-E-A-M Clayton Thomas on Facebook and Instagram. And so my next story about Clayton is about... <laughs> <laughs> because it's about what we're talking about, taking ourselves too seriously where people won't see us. So one, we were at Eddie Murphy's house. And, uh, and I will say that over and over again because <laughs> I will name drop Eddie Murphy because Eddie Murphy is one of my heroes. He's the king he's of comedy. King. I name and, drop him too. Yeah, he's one of my heroes. And to get, we got invited to go to Eddie Murphy's house to watch Tyler Perry's movie. Why did I get married? Why did I get married? Yeah. And we sat in his theater and it was just Eddie Arsenio, Johnny Gill, <gasps> what? me, Clayton, and Jeff. And what he wanted us to do was crack jokes, remember? Yeah. And Chris then he, Tucker showed up. Yeah. Wait a, wait, a, wait, a, wait, a, wait, a, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Set the scene. Set the scene. Go back, Ada. You can't just like, yeah, it was Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall. And then, who? Wait, wait. It was Set just you scene. and Clayton. The, me and Clayton were the only comedians there because at the time, Jeff, who was our manager, he's in, he's in a circle with them he was like eddie wants us wants me to bring you guys over there and we were on the hot list for a minute we got invited to the bowling party yeah. but so this is where i think i got off the guest list i'm gonna tell you mine go ahead <laughs> so, <laughs> we, we go to uh the house and we we're uh sitting around the kitchen and you know i i ain't gonna lie i was like 
fixated on Eddie Murphy because I wanted to know everything about him <laughs> and not king. in a romantic way I just wanted to see what he does what he, he's watching this computer is he, he quiet was, I heard what, he's quiet yeah he was watching Teddy Pendergrass yep. perform Great when memory. somebody loves you I'll never forget because I, I you know and I, he was sitting there but he had all these delicious cakes that oh, get delivered to that's what house, I thought about the cakes right but listen they're talking about and at the time Soldier Boy was out oh, oh shit right? so listen Soldier Boy too. Soldier Boy is out. The song, you, right? <laughs> so uh, Eddie and Arsenio are like talking about the the thing. We could do it. We could do our own Chappelle type <laughs> show and tell our own stories, right? Yeah. So we, he's like, um, what's the Soldier Boy thing? What's the Soldier Boy thing? And Arsenio Hall asked, looks at me and was like, what's the Soldier Boy? Do the Soldier Boy? I was like, I ain't doing no goddamn Soldier Boy. I ain't no, I ain't no motherfucking clown. What the hell I look like, dude? I'm a grown ass woman right yep. and then I turn to the right and Clayton is like yo <laughs> and that is why Clayton has 200,000 followers That's on Instagram hilarious. and I got 27,000 if y'all ever do Ada and Clayton's true Hollywood stories can Man. I please play you yes <laughs> yes I will only have you play me I just want to be like I ain't doing no goddamn <laughs> and you know, yeah like, you would kill it too you would kill it Arsenio's laughing. You know, Eddie Murphy doesn't react. He's just like, everything is on the inside. And then Clayton doesn't. And you know what? I, I, I'm thinking to myself, they were like, oh, oh, that's, you know, because they older. They're like, oh, that's cool. I ran out of the And I was like, he ain't even lose doing it. Like, I should have did that shit. I know how to do the soldier boy. Instead, I asked for a piece of cake. <laughs> and Eddie gave me some of that delicious lemon cake at his house. So how'd you get off the hot list? Millionaire cake. Oh, yeah. How'd you get off the, uh, the hot that, list? That was it for me. I, got, I feel like I because I didn't, I was too uptight. Oh. And remember, I would leave because everybody used to say, hey, you know when the, when the, the sun goes down, they start fucking over there. They make it sound... <laughs> What? <laughs> they so, said every celebrity's house, right. they make you think. If you go over celebrity's house, as soon as it starts getting dark, you got to go. Yeah, yeah. you're your piece of meat at that point. That's yeah, what they so, make you and think. And then for me as a woman, it's like, even now when I tell somebody I've been to Eddie Murphy's house, they be like, oh, you went to Eddie Murphy's house. It's like going Hilarious. to Jamie Foxx's house. But the thing is that they, he has these bonfires, right, outside of his house. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the motherfuckers who come on, I'll be like, all right, I got to go. <laughs> and Clayton, Street lights came on. <laughs> Clayton would walk me to the car, right? Yeah. And then I would leave. And then I would be like, Clayton is fucking over there and he ain't telling me. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Some of the most beautiful women, like, it's like they were just like summoned to his mansion. They were yeah. just in the oh, house. Man. And I'll tell you where I think I got my, oh yeah, he can't come back. I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> so we're over there. Because we go, that was a Friday. Yes. And then Jeff took me back Saturday. So mm -hmm. we go back Saturday. And it's just a good time. I'm like, man, we're Eddie Murphy's house. I'm asking Eddie questions about comedy, and he's telling me. And then I was like, man, this is just so cool. I'm like, man, you are the best, dude. And he was like, uh, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And I was like, hey, man. So um, then the girls start coming into like the area because we were in the kitchen, and uh, there were like these very beautiful women. There was about like ten girls, and it was this one girl who wasn't the most attractive. 
I will say that. So my thought was, when you're at somebody's house, you don't go for the baddest chick because I'll take her. I'm going to take the one that nobody's checking for, right? Please, nobody be offended by this. Anyway, so at that point, I'm like, all right, I'm talking to my manager. I'm like, hey, man, so I'm going to try to talk to her. He's like, do your thing. I'm talking to him. I'm like, hey, so what are you about to do? She's like, oh, I'm going to just go home. I'm like, well, you know, I would love to kick it with you after this if you're down. She was like, yeah, well, you know, my girl drove, so I ain't got no way to get back. I'm like, we'll take you. And she was like, okay, cool. Just, uh. I, let me go freshen up and I'll be ready. I'm like, perfect. So she goes to freshen up and I go to freshen up. I go to freshen up. I had, to, I never even talked like this, but I had to sit down on, the, I just say I had to sit down. I, it, it wasn't a stand and go. I had to sit down for a second on Eddie Murphy's toilet. So okay. I come back out and I look and I see this girl walking up the stairs with Eddie Murphy. And I said, you motherfucker <laughs> of all the women, you took this one. So I'm like, man, I can't get that. And I felt like I didn't get invited again because I had to sit down and do the number two on Eddie's toilet. Wow. And I, ah! Never been back. Wow. I didn't do a soldier boy and Clayton took a shit and, <laughs> at the nutty professor's house. And and uh, here we are. Never been back. Started trying to. I should have held it. <laughs> and I should have danced. <laughs> so you know what? That's so funny. The, the we Clayton and I have had so many. Um, you know, like we got the the experience is so much that people thought that me and Clayton were like romantically involved. They thought people would ask him if he had sex with me, and they would ask me if I was like training him. You know, because they're like. <laughs> <laughs> And it was like me, him, and Byron. Like we had this, we had this pack. We were like, we used to the city high of comedy, but I did fuck both of them. <laughs> she smashed both of them yeah, guys in city high. Yeah, wow. that was why the group broke up. I but, didn't know that. Oh my god, really? Five yeah. five for brown eyes. Smile like the sunrise. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. No, and you know me. I remember me and Byron sitting in the car waiting on Clayton to get back at the airport. Like we were his parents. We were like his <laughs> flight is late. Like we we were together so much, but we ended up going to this tribute for um, that Tyler Perry did for Barry Bonds because yeah. Barry Bonds had been you know ousted or whatever, and he didn't get into the Hall of Fame. So they created this whole event for him, and we were in the room with yeah. like Arsenio Hall. Uh, Eddie Murphy. He was still with uh, uh, Tracy Edmonds. Edmonds. Tracy Edmonds was there. Yeah. Tyler Perry was there. Super tall. Uh, Bobby Bonilla was there. Uh, Andrew. Uh, Mike what, Tyson. Mike Tyson was. It. You know. It was. It was like. It was a. It was. We got these diamond bats. Remember yeah. that? I tried I'm to pawn that bat. Bats? Yeah, I tried to pawn the mine. Like, on I, it? They think they got rough. They were like, That's the diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> because diamonds don't really. That diamonds really ain't worth that much. We just we've been indoctrinated to believe it, but it's yes. not. So we bought. You know, but it was such an. Remember that event? We of were, course. Me, you, me, and Clayton were sitting. Uh, we took a picture with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. And with Magic Johnson. Yeah, Magic was there. Jeff gave me a suit of his to wear because I didn't have any suits. He was like, man, put the suit on. I'm like, okay. Yes. <laughs> it was a delicious cake, too. Like, they always had the you, best desserts at these spots. I don't know who does the baking. For, <laughs> for <Eddie>. millionaires? <laughs> for Eddie Murphy, but it was delicious. Yeah. Um, you are listening to Truth Serum with Aida Rodriguez. Uh, quick, quick fun fact. September 22nd, I'm um, headlining the Hollywood Improv at nice. 8 o'clock. Hey. So get your tickets now because I'm sure the show is going to sell out. We're looking forward to it. We'll be right back. I'm live with Clayton Thomas and Lourdes Gonzalez. It's been 24 hours. I need more hours with you. You spent the week in game 
making things right between us. But now it's all good, babe. Roll out backward, babe. And let me close. Cause girls like you roll around with guys like me till sundown when I come through. I need a girl like you, yeah, yeah. Girls like you love fun and yeah, me do what I want when I come through. I need a girl like you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a girl like you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a girl like Maybe I'm barely alive. Maybe you've taken my shit for the last time. Yeah. Maybe I know that I'm drunk. Maybe I know you're the one. Maybe I'm thinking it's better if you drive. Not too long ago, I was dancing for dollars. No one's really rude if I let you meet my mama. You don't want a girl like me. I'm too crazy. But every other girl you meet is too gazy. I'm sure them other girls were nice enough. But you need someone to spice it up. So who you gonna call? Party, party. Come and rev it up like a Harley, Harley. Why is the best food always forbidden? I'm coming to you now doing 20 over the limit. The red light, red light, stop. I don't play when it comes to my heart. Let's get it though. I don't really want a white horse in a carriage. I'm thinking more white horses and carriage. I need you right here cause every time you fall, I play with this kitty like you play with your guitar. Cause Show my mind right now. Tell that hero, Dale, get my baby 35. Ooh, 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 ooh. Bar for me. 
You a bougie baby, but I love you, baby. Give you the world, baby. Pay five grand for a handbag, I sang the wrong, baby. Damn, you love that money, baby. Hundred thousand plus hundred thousand, my way. Plus 30,000 my wrist We got alcohol plus bad bitches, that's lit I swear, baby, we was just kissing us How could I forget the shit that you done done for me? Baby, gonna take the charge and take the fall for me Would love to take you shopping, but cause I'm in your town Saw a little mama, I can give you more Baby, could you? I got too much on my mind right now Get your center right I got too much on my mind right now Tell the hero that I'll get my baby 30,000 On the jack, when you coming back, where's you at on the map? Everything is intact, could have been a seamstress, still wouldn't cut him slack. Pretty much ain't got a clue, itty bitty piggyback off everything I do. But I'm still dropping chores, got him looking like James Harden at the awards. Back to you, I'm so into you, for real, bread like I'm keen to you. If you were 10, I'd add 10 to you. They be mad when I 10 to you, that's what the bay like. Call me Buffy, cause that's what I slay like. These bitches, I sell them like it's daylight. These niggas wanna know what it tastes like. What it tastes like, yo, what it tastes like, yo. They wanna know what it tastes like yo, all this ice that tastes like snow. Get kimonos and let's fly to Tokyo. Pity, pity, please, baby, won't you pop this for me? Mm. Baby, could you? I got too much on my mind right now. I ain't got the time to get you center right now. you? I got too much on my mind right now. Tell the hero tell, get my baby thirty All right, we're back. Let's go. Um, I love this Your song. Oh my next man! Nigga. So funny. Uh, Jeff Dyson is listening yeah. to the radio show right now, and he's like, "I'm uh, loving telling those stories." Jeff is the best man. Jeff, we love you. Um, Jeff was our first manager when we started doing stand up, and nobody else wanted us. <laughs> and uh, yeah, right. And Jeff, I didn't know. I you know what? I can't even say that because. I was so green. I was green before and after y'all because I didn't know anything about L.A. Like, I met Ada. We were doing the Speedy's Comedy Corner on Jamie Foxx's radio station, and she came in with this big, brolic black dude. I'm like, who's my man? (laughs) (laughs) So brolic, right? And she was like, oh, that's my manager, Jeff. And I'm like, oh, cool. And Ada's the type of person. She sees that you need something. She's going to give you the shirt off her back. And she was like, yo, so you need a manager. Hey, Jeff, you should check out Clayton. He's really funny, and you should, you know, think about representing him. He was like, okay. And literally a week later, he was my manager as well. We went everywhere together, and just Ada just made everything happen. But Jeff is the best. And uh, (laughs) I remember not knowing shit about anything, and and y'all just helped me along. 
And oh, then shit. they took off and they ended up going to do right TV shows in Louisiana. <laughs> the show, yeah. And I was at home uh, <laughs> trying to figure out how I was going to pay my rent. And yes. I was like, you done oh, hooked up I, a lot. You done hooked up a lot of people. I have. I have. I I believe in um in creating a way for other people, and I just believe that it eventually. Life works it out for me. Yeah. Wow. You get your blessings other ways, yo. Just because you put that out there and help mm-hmm. people. Now, I don't get no tags on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> I, I got to wait on Jesus to send a turkey to my house on Thanksgiving from the homeless. But oh. uh, <laughs> but we, you know, it's so funny because I did. And, you know, and I wanted to do something. It was so hard because comedy is disjointed. Like when I first started, I remember I made one, two movies. And one of the movies we made we paid for the food with an EBT card. That was mm. our craft store. We was like, we got to get some food stamps. So we, we did Brainiacs, wow. me and Sarah. And I was like, I wanted to do something like Adam Sandler. I was like, I want to create this thing with these key comedians. Yeah. But it's just so hard to do that. It was just so hard. You, you know? were banging scripts out back and forth. Like, you would be like, all right, I'm about to write this script. And then... We talked to you two weeks later. We're like, yes, yeah, so how's the script going? Oh, I'm done. I already had a meeting with Emery. You're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, Emery? Emery talking about I, these legends. <laughs> these legendary scripts that be getting written. Yo, she's she's a great writer. And fast, oh, like, fast and efficient and got it. Like, you never waited for anybody. You would shoot the video. You would shoot the movie, then get your money back and then some and do another movie and just go on and go on. I was like, that's incredible. So, golly, uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go on to the topic of the day. But before that, Jeff just texted me and said, "Tell Clayton to this is a quote. I have nothing to do with this oh, story. To tell the story about the girl I hooked him up with, and he took the condom <laughs> off to finish her. That is a lie. Finish without her permission. <laughs> that oh is a my lie. God, I didn't even read the whole thing until I read it on the air. I'll tell you this, Jeff. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Jeff, Jeff, listen. Jeff, Jeff this is like when a snitch. Uh, that's, that I know that's snitching. against the law now, Jeff. This is uh, what was that? It was Craigslist at the time. This is like 07. You mean Backpage? No, this was Craigslist. You know, Backpage is on Craigslist, right? I did. I don't know the particulars. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I was like, "Hey, Jeff, man, I'm, I'm looking at this girl on Craigslist. She cold." He was like, "We'll see what's up with her." And that's back then. They were like, "Oh yeah, they'll give massages for 50 roses and shit like that." And uh, he was like, I'll do it. And I was like, oh, man, just have her over here. So she comes over, and she's a beautiful girl. And I'm like, I just didn't know what to do. And then uh, we enjoyed each other's company. I'll say that. And uh, <laughs> that was that. But I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. He said it was the funniest story ever. You know what, Jeff? You know what's the funniest story ever? I'm about to tell it. It happened to oh. me, and Clayton wrote a joke about it. I went in for an audition at Nickelodeon. <laughs> I thought that I was going to be uh, the mother of a young woman. On and, and actually, I got a call back. I walked into my audition. I run into my manager, Jeff. Mm. I thought he was there for moral support. Did not know he was auditioning <laughs> to play opposite me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I signed myself up too. Like, you think you don't want to get checks around here? Like, I was like, what are you doing here? He was like, I'm auditioning for the role of the father. And then he has this little snicker that he does. He was like, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, hell, motherfucker, you're supposed to be out there getting me a job. <laughs> Jeff ended up going on to produce a couple of uh, different TV shows right after that. Like, mm-hmm. I think he had that. Uh, it was oh, the, the, the Hollywood Exes. Yeah, I love that show. The Atlanta Exes. Yeah. Um, the Flex and Shawnee show. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, he was also a character in the New Edition story, which was funny because he worked with New Edition for many years before he uh, started doing what he did with us. Oh, don't think I ain't forgot about that shit, Jeff. I asked you in June of 2008, I said, yo, when they make this movie that you're talking about in New Edition, I want to play you. He was like, oh, you know, I'll see what I can do. I'm like, cool. Did not happen. Mother. So did he play himself? No. no. But Another he, actor. If he could have, he would have. <laughs> he auditioned, but he didn't get the part. That's hilarious. He had a uh, IROC Z28 in there, though. <laughs> he yes. was rolling. You know, he was rolling. That guy looked like a silent actor. The guy who played Jeff. And it, I don't even remember him talking. And I'm like, Jeff is so talkative. Mm-hmm. And he has so much to say about everything that to, the guy who played him was like, oh, what is <laughs> Maybe they cut all his lines. They was like, this is too much. Like, is too- <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing the Bobby Brown story. Yeah, me too. That's yes. going to be very interesting. Yeah, that's one of my good friends, Woody McClain. Shout out to Woody. Like, oh, Woody, Woody yes. yeah. It's so a, talented. Yeah, we amazed. Like, we started off doing Vine together. Like, wow. literally, we were just some kids having fun, and now he's like, on billboards wow. like wow. and like his talent is like his, his hustle is just as good as his talent like he everything he got he worked for it wasn't like somebody just handed it to him like he really wanted to be an actor he really just wanted to like work on his craft so mm-hmm. i support him 100 i love you woody like that's what's up let man. me ask you this lulu how do you now you out of film school you back at it you single again mm. how what is now the direction that you're taking like what is the plan for like the next six months Oh, uh, the next six months? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, just tighten up this 20 minutes I got right now. Just nice. trying to, like, you know, also just be mainstream and be able to, like, you know, hit any room. So I'm not just a, <laughs> a nigga comic. Uh, mm, <laughs> good. But also, you know, I have my feature that I wrote. I have my pilot that I wrote. So I'm just basically trying to put it in some hands and see who's, like, gravitating to my comedy as far as, like, you know. We need so many more women doing comedy so yep. please get back on the Man. scene yeah and i need to because like my uh, my uh one of my goals is to put together a female tour that would be mm. dope you know my comedians who i like and i want them to be different types of comedians not because a lot of times when you see those tours it's always like one it's always one stream of consciousness it's mm. like women who do this and then everybody is you know you know, talk about sexual content, which I yeah. don't care. I, you talk about whatever you want, but I think you got to be funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, that's what it is. You are live. Um, tuning into Truth Serum. I am here with my friends, Ludes Gonzalez and Clayton <laughs> Thomas. Um, I'm at the Hollywood Improv. This is Ida Rodriguez. This is Truth Serum with Ida. Um, I'm at the Hollywood Improv on September 22nd at eight o'clock. At eight o'clock, and I am coming to Seattle. On September 7th, right? September 7th or 8th with um, D. Ray Davis, Marlon uh, Wayans, uh, 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 Dion Cole, uh, who else? Melanie Camacho's on the show. So if you haven't gotten your your tickets, make sure you get your tickets. So today, um, where are you guys performing? Uh, Lulu, go ahead. I'm trying to look up. (laughs) Oh, August 23rd, I'll be at the Comedy Store in the Belly Room at Crack Em Up Thursday. And it's a I, great show. We love Nichelle. Yeah, and you. actually Thursday I've, I'm performing somewhere. I'm doing a special. I was doing 15 minutes. Uh, me, Billy Sorrells, Chris Need. Uh, oh, nice. Where? What took? Give me to the You don't talk about a special like it's nothing. Um, mm, it's on. It's in Hawthorne, actually. I don't know where that is. Is okay, that the hood? So, yeah, no. It's 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 uh, south though. Um, <laughs> um, it's actually at the Ale Works. Um, I was just there the other night. Uh, Ale Works in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Pretty smooth spot. Um, but they're actually like a. A club next to it mm-hmm. that they're uh, running out, so they're doing a special. So it's pretty. And cool. you're taping what? How many? T- how much time? Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes specials. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. 
So, yeah, it's going to be a nice little lineup. Yeah, because Netflix got 15 minute specials. They got the 15 minute specials. Oh, yeah. Uh, The next place I am performing uh, will be posted on my Instagram story. It's just, it's a lot of dates, and I don't. Just stay tuned with your boy and you'll see where it is. If you care, go to my Instagram and I post it in my story. Okay. Um, So I did want to talk about the question of the day because I knew that I would get some funny responses from you guys. And I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to tell all, say all the questions and then I want you guys to chime in. Um, So my, the question of the day is how soon is too soon when you start dating someone and now that you're going to start dating so when when you, when you start dating a person, how soon is this, is too soon, or how soon should you tell people the uncomfortable truths about yourself? Like when do you tell someone that you're uh, technically still married? <laughs> <laughs> the technically is funny. So I want you guys to each answer, but quickly because I I want to keep going with the questions. So Clayton, when do you tell somebody you're technically married? Uh, because of the marriage that I'm in, I tell you right off the bat. Hey, what's up? This is what it is now. Okay. ASAP, don't even holler at me if you're married. Like, okay. Just stay away. Even if you've been separated for years. Why the hell are you separated for years? Are you still technically married, though? Because you probably can't afford a divorce. Mm. Uh, then you're definitely not the one for me. Like. Okay, so then that clears <laughs> it up. When do you tell the person that you're dating um, that you have a, an incurable disease? Like uh, if you have herpes or cancer, health issues, chronic illnesses, how soon do you tell the person you just start dating? Well, I have PTSD, and I tell them ASAP so you can understand all this craziness coming at your way. Well, if anybody see you perform on stage, they know you got PTSD. (laughs) (laughs) How serious is it? Like, does it, like, how does it come out? Um, A lot of anxiety, and sometimes it'll lash out in anger. Mm. I have night uh, tremors. Um, Yeah, I might snap on you for some shit that didn't have nothing to do with you, and you just got to deal with that. Like, (laughs) 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 At least I'm honest. Do you let him know that the first day? It depends. Like, if we have, like, a real date and we sit down talking, I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so we know where this goes because I don't want to waste nobody's time and I don't want nobody to waste my time. So yeah. Would that scare you off, Clayton? Did, would that scare her having PS, PTSD? Her telling you on day, day one. Uh, no. You know what's funny, man? There is very There are very few things that would scare me off from somebody. Obviously, I'm married now, so this is just, here's, this is a hypothetical. Right. Right. But uh, there's very few things in the past that a woman can say to scare me off other than um, she had a boyfriend who was watching us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Boyfriend, I don't really care. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> but he was there. I mean, which, yeah. which leads me to my next Clayton Thomas story. Oh, <laughs> no. Let's... Where he was uh, on a date with a woman in the jungle and Ooh. got kicked. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. Yo, I, there was this, there was this uh, woman. She's, <laughs> she's a comedian. This is back then. And she was like, uh, I was trying to get at her for like a while. I'm like, yo, what's up? What's up? You too young. What's up? What's up? You too young. And one day she was like, all right, let's go. I'm like, for real? And she was like, yeah. She was like, but um, I live in the jungle, so I ain't really got no parking. <laughs> so why don't you just ride with me? I'm like, cool. What's I didn't the know what jungle, the jungle was. The jun- if you've never heard of the jungle, if you've ever heard of the movie Training Day, this is where they shot the whole movie. Okay. okay. The jungle. It is no way what, out. Is it East LA or something? No, this is uh, LA. This is off La Brea and Coliseum. It's a. Uh, it's no, it's a very, by rodeo, and it's oh, hood yeah. like that. It's very hood. <laughs> it might have been gentrified now, but at the time okay. it was very right. bad. And uh, we go, and as soon as we pull towards her house, this guy opens my door up. 
and he kicks me and he kicks me repeatedly and I'm getting kicked so much I'm like you don't see this shit like drive off and my seatbelt was on I couldn't it was it all happened so fast so I couldn't I couldn't do anything and uh, so after he got Damn. done kicking me you know she drove off and I'm like yo what was that she was like I'm sorry that's my boyfriend he gets jealous he was following me I'm like what the fuck is going on and you know after like 10 minutes I'm like so uh you know you still wanna what's up with them drawers <laughs> she was like nah it's time for you to roll out and I'm like damn so I didn't get to get with her but I got a great story out of it you know what's funny though is that he went on stage mm. immediately after and told that story and Had I was to. like you know people would be like you think Clayton is making this up I'm like nope <laughs> not making that up that actually probably happened like 47 minutes that is a I'm fact. just mad she sat there the whole time while you was getting, and she didn't drive off she was like let me go talk to him like what you gonna say <laughs> He just Stop kicking me. Him. There's nothing you can do. And what's fucked up is I don't remember what he looked like. So I'll probably come across him in the years to follow. And I don't, you know, I don't remember. But you remember them shoes. Oh, I remember them shoes. <laughs> he lift that boot up. I got him dead to rights. Oh, um, okay. So when do you tell somebody you have an incurable disease? Uh, herpes. Because there are a lot of people have herpes now. And it is a deal breaker for some people and it's just part of the play for others. When do you tell people you got herpes? You asking me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm asking this Darren. is Darren, I, I, I would be the one with herpes, of course. Darren. No. <laughs> um, when would you want to know? I would want to know immediately. Immediately? But me telling them, I don't know. That's, that's something You know different. what? There was this girl in San Diego. <laughs> met this girl. Always met a girl. San Diego. I'm 22 at the time. And I met her and we exchanged numbers and we had been Skyping back and forth. And I was like, yeah. And uh, she was like, you got to come see me. I'm like, I would love to come see you. And then she was like, all right, just let me know. I wake up like three days later and it's like it's like 9 a.m. And she's like, hey, what you doing today? I'm like, about to go wash clothes. She's like, why don't you wash them in my house? I'm like, uh, cool. You know, I could come down there. I ain't got shit up at this time. And I drove the two hours to get there to, to wash, wash clothes. clothes. No, well, you know, we obviously, we obviously about to get it in, but this is just a perk of That's me being bonus. at her crib. Yeah. So I get there and I'm like, hey, I got the clothes in the washer. What's up? And she's like, well, we got to talk. I'm like, uh, what, what's up? And she was like, well, I don't really know how to say it. I'm like, just spit it out. Like, I done came two and a half hours. What's up? <laughs> and she's like, well, you know, and she told me she had herpes. Mm hmm. And I was like stunned that she was like, I just wanted to tell you, you know, I was with a boyfriend and, uh, you know, he did me wrong and I got it. And I just wanted to let you know. And I was like, mm, mm -hmm. I should not have put those clothes in the washer. Because <laughs> I had to wait for them to get in the dryer. And that's an extra hour, yo. Yeah, you can't take wet clothes you home. You can't take them home. It's going to be that's a two-hour drive. So while she said that, and at the same time, like I just said earlier, there's not much a woman can say to make me, uh, you know, be judgy or grossed out. But I was more so angry that she didn't just tell me this over the phone when I was in L.A. and give me the option yeah. to learn more about her situation and approach it from more of an educated stance than an emotional one and an immature one. Bad. So by her making me wait two and a half hours, I'm like, I'm mad at that. So how did, you leave, how did you leave it with her then? So you didn't smash? Yeah. No, we didn't have sex uh, because, like, you know, you get hit with a ton of bricks at that time because I'm angry that you made me drive this two and a half hours. I'm not getting reimbursed with this gas. <laughs> and my clothes in the washing machine, and I got to wait. And she's feeling weird because she's just been vulnerable with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, like, don't feel bad about that. Feel bad that you didn't <laughs> tell me two hours ago. But do but you think there's some... Go ahead. No, I was like, but if she would have told you two hours prior... 
would you have looked at her differently or maybe sat there and been like, oh, man, she's still cool as fuck. I mean, hey, I don't know. I, I never would have uh, looked at her differently. I definitely would have been like, yo, she's cool as fuck. First of all, honest. And then, you know, from what I've learned over the years, because she broke it down to me from that point, and she's like, you know, I've had sex with other men and, uh, you know, after she had had that condition and told them how to deal with things. And she said, uh, like, I guess when you have that, uh, disease, you're still able to live a normal life. It's just that if you're facts. going through an outbreak, you can't. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But I, and again, this is not, this was not me judging her in that. This was me being like, why the fuck would you make me wait two and a half hours to drive to you? And not just be honest with Maybe she felt that that's something you should tell somebody in person. Mm-hmm. That is. I you mean, would what? you really you have that. wanted a text message for her and she give you like herpes emojis? Like, would you? Not a text. <laughs> but you know what? I'll tell you this. I'm so cool of a cat. You yeah. might think I'm joking. If she would have been on the phone, she's like, yeah, come wash your clothes over here. I'd be like, all right, cool. Wait, I got to tell you that. And she tells me that. I'm like, all right, well, you know what? I still didn't have nothing to do today. So I'm going to come down there and kick it. I'm going to wash my clothes. I'm just trying to visualize what happened after that conversation. Did you just like stand up and go to the washer and then take it? No. What happened is, again, I had to wait for them clothes to get done washing. So you had a conversation. Yeah, she was telling me all of this stuff. Luckily, that took care of the first load being washed. And then I put those in the dryer. And then she just sat there being very uncomfortable. I'm like, look, you don't have to be uncomfortable. I'm not judging you. Like, I'm here. I'm I'm cool. And she's like, yeah, I just feel like, you know, you're just saying that and I'll never hear from you again. And then she started being very Debbie the Downer. Mm-hmm. And that's what changed the energy. So it wasn't the fact that she had this disease. It was more so that she changed the mood by her energy. And I was like, I got to get out of here. There's no bringing this back. So if you have herpes, you can't be depressing. You got to be upbeat. You got to be positive. You got to be like a herpes commercial. You got to roll up in there in a bike and say, I got herpes, but I'm living my Uh, best life. (laughs) Um, Lulu. When does somebody tell you uh, that they have a criminal record? How soon should they tell you? Ooh, ASAP. I need to know because I got, like I said, I got PTSD. And mm. sometimes I be a writer too hard. Like, I, I can't. I'm only a writer for you, like, if you ain't got no priors. Like Hilarious. Mm. <laughs> Will you date somebody who's hit somebody before? And it maybe if they said, I hit my partner before, but I only hit, I only hit her once. <laughs> I only hit somebody once. I mean, I give somebody once. You'll give somebody. I will give somebody once. It depends once. on what the once was. Like. Yeah, because there are there are situ- That doesn't mean you are an abuser. Sometimes it, you get into an altercation. Somebody hits you over and over again, and you just push somebody off or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, and there's a difference yeah. between. And know, I also feel like men are different when they're 19, 20 versus mm-hmm. 30, 35. Like, yeah, so, yeah I, I would hope they grow up. Not um, that I condone domestic violence. Yeah, I'm not saying I condone it, but I know some dudes out there who have messed up and you know they you know changed their life uh but if you got a criminal record but if you over here saying like you just beat on women like i check my bitches like uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man we yeah. gonna have to you got like all these uh, stripes on your arms these tattoos for every bitch ass you beat you know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> i'm on 37 right now you gonna be 38 <laughs> <laughs> um so when do you say you just want to have sex, you don't want to get married, oh. or you don't want kids? Like, well, what, how soon do you well, say that? Well, I think uh, I've been messing up because I'm like in a, <laughs> I'm in a place now where I don't really, I don't want a relationship. 
Right. I don't want a relationship. This is a lot of me time right now. Mm-hmm. And within that me time is a lot of fucking. Mm. So I want to have a good sex life, but still be single. Mm. And I, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, but apparently you know, that doesn't. testosterone right <laughs> there, right? But apparently that doesn't go well with some of the males I've been uh, interacting with. Uh, they just, they're. They don't know if I'm being genuine or if I'm like, it's a little... It's they a, think a lot of guys think that's a trick. Yeah, they think I'm playing around, right. I'm playing yeah. a game. And then they want to yeah. lock you down because you're trying not to get locked down. Right. Yeah, like, like, for instance, yeah. I, I recently hollered at some guy who... We, we're really cool friends. We've mm-hmm. always been friends, but I've been respectful. I've been in a relationship. He's been in a relationship, but we're both single, so I shot my shot. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, come on, Lou, whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm trying to fuck. What's up? And he's like, yeah, whatever. You don't want this, that. You never just want want that women want more i'm like nah nigga i'm not trying to be your girlfriend i really just would like somebody i could talk to about these jokes you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so i have a good night a bad night i might want to netflix and chill because i'm really busy so if i uh-huh. if, I'm, if i'm requesting your time like i'm like take that for what it is but he thinks it's a joke or i'm like trying to like lock him down on the low or something i'm like nah man i'm just let me borrow you for like six months. Like six wow. months. You want a situationship? You don't. You're not ready for a relationship. I like that term. Yeah, yeah situation. Yeah, like last. That. That's a relationship. No, it's not a relationship. Yes. Because I don't really. I don't care about your day. I'm not hitting you up like okay. good morning. So he has sex with other women that during is that fine. six months. That is fine. You still gonna come just through? Just wrap after. it up. Just no. I'm gonna come through first. They could come. Through <laughs> <after. laughs> I learn something new every day. Like I, oh, the, yeah. the younger uh, female comics always teach me stuff. Um, <laughs> when be um, careful what you listen. When <laughs> when do you tell uh, someone you have bad credit, financial mm. issues, bankruptcy, no car, you live with a roommate? When do you t- uh, when do you say that? Mm. I say ASAP, especially if you ain't got no car, because we in LA. And then the first clear sign is when they be like, "Hey, uh, what town you in?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> not your town. <laughs> what about you, Clayton? Well, here's the thing. You know, you know me, Ada. When I didn't have a car, when I had roommates, when I had no money, I told women that immediately. I've never been one of the guys to prolong it because I need you to know what it is. Mm-hmm. I would meet women, and I've always been very direct. Like, hey, my name's Clayton Thomas. I have no car. I have roommates. Uh, I got my own room now, so ain't nobody in the room with me. But I got roommates. <laughs> I uh, don't have a lot of money, but I would love to kick it with you and get to know you. And 10 times out of 10, it worked because you were being honest with them. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, in the very beginning, you tell them what your stance is. But now Uber and Lyft are out. So if you don't have a car, you're still kind of good. I mean, I had a dude had a whole family on me. So, wow. oh God, what happened? Yeah, it was. I I thought he had just one son, which I was cool with, and the son was a little autistic, and I was like, shit, ain't mine, so it's cool, you know what I'm saying? But I would buy him books and shit. I was trying to be, you know, positive in the situation. We and then one condone the comments made by. <laughs> I know, right? Look at all the outrage. But he was. That's the term. You're right? not a little autistic. You're either autistic or not. Oh. Or maybe on the spectrum. Well, I get that from my mama because we say little or big or in in front of any word. It yeah. don't really mean shit. It's just how we talk. Like yeah. I don't. He was full autistic. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> These again are not the views and opinions. But he was. Radio. Well, that's what he told me. He could have been lying this whole goddamn time. <laughs> for all I know. So we was like dating for like six, seven months. Everything was really cool. Everything was like real smooth. And then one day he just snapped on me. And I was like, what the hell's wrong with you? He's like, you don't understand what I got going on. You don't even know what's going on in my life. I'm like, well, just talk to me. Talk to me. And he was like, I got some other kids I need to take care of. And I was like, who? <laughs> I was like, what? And he was like, I got four other kids. I was like, you have a whole 
Like, try, bro. He was like, I just didn't want to tell you because I thought that would turn you off from me. And I was like, you should have just been honest from the jump. Like, I would have accepted y'all, your other kids. Like, I ain't trying to marry you, bro. But, you know, I, I would have brought them books, too. Like, you know what I respect, though? I respect the fact that the autistic child is his favorite. <laughs> because that's, that's who he lived mentioned. with. He's like, hey, I got an autistic son. Anyway, you want to go out to eat? <laughs> I think he used that like as a lid. Like, oh, she's cool with one. Look at these other regular uh, motherfuckers here. They cool. Like, buy them shit too. <laughs> so, so the reason why I ask these questions is because, so then I'll ask, when you say this, these are this is when you expect to hear these things. You, if you're tuning in, this is Truth Serum with Ida. You are live with Clayton Thomas and Lude Gonzalez. Darren is back. Um, when you are willing, you want to hear these these questions answered immediately. When you meet someone, are you willing to divulge that information as quickly? Mm-hmm. Are mm-hmm. you willing to tell somebody? You know, you you got financial issues. Um, you know, when I first met Emery, Emery and I went. We met at this restaurant, and um, he pulls up to the the valet pulls up his car and I was like, Ugh, I don't want to be, I don't know if I'm, in. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm conflict driven. I was like, they, when they, when I see people with nice cars in LA, you know, my experiences with people with money that I got, I had an aversion to like that Hollywood type of dude, and so he pulls up and I'm like, Ugh. Emory so has a nice good. ass car for those of you guys. I tried to hide all that stuff because for me, it ain't nothing about that either. I just happen to be a fan of vehicles. That's oh, all. Don't you got any younger friends? I understand. I understand. So you saying I'm old? I mean, but no, I mean, yeah. I, to, to them, yes. To them, we are we are uh, we, the grown ups. We got children that. But but yeah, I didn't. I wasn't trying to. In fact, I tried not to let you see the car. No, I know that. I didn't say you did what it kind on of car purpose. You got? Can I say? It's one of the nicest Porsches you have seen. It's a four-door, right? It's the Switch. I have not seen a lot of four-door goddamn Porsches in my lifetime. This brother got one of those. Oh, it's incredible. I don't want to say the color because he might have fans and they'd be stalking him. But it is something to be seen. Keep going. Oh, and the, 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 to the fans who are, I, I pop out that bitch frequently. So. <laughs> 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 and <I wanna> uh, <laughs> it's funny because uh, it's funny. A lot of a lot of young white girls hit on Emory when we're out. Mm. And it's weird. It's like young white girls. It, it's it's a very interesting thing. And I'm like, because of the car, you think? I don't know, because they don't they see don't his know. car. But yeah. it's like they is the, the I don't know. I think it's the vibe. He has a very uh, intellectual Old and approachable vibe. vibe. Yeah, I don't. Know. I would agree. It's very safe. Well, them hoes just want their bills paid. That too. They're looking for their bills <laughs> paid. So is, and they he have, looks like a guy who can pay pay bills. No, you know he's quiet. And that what I learned in my in my younger days was that an empty wagon makes a lot of noise. Mm. So when I ever, I always gravitate towards the quiet dude in the room. And you know my you know my 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 past and the people mm-hmm. I've dated, they've always been quiet guys. Even I only at, hated one. I uh, know. <laughs> I only hated one. But but I'm saying that even as this as successful as they could be, they're always the quiet dude in the room. Mm-hmm. It's not somebody who is ever because they know they got it. Yeah, they're not they're not like that. Yeah. Um, but when I met him, he pulled up in the car, whatever. At that time, I was driving my Prius, and my mirror. Somebody hit my mirror and it fell off. It was taped. The, oh. So listen, I took it to uh, the car wash uh, on Burbank and uh, what is that? Burbank and Lancashire. I always shout them out because they always look out for me. And the Mexican guy that works there, 
Rogelio was he taped it for me without saying Aww. anything. He was like, You need the mirror for your security. Like, Thanks. even if it doesn't look right, you still need it. So when he pulls up to my mirror and I I, I turn into Lulu, I'm like, that's my mirror. What's up? Like, that's what it is. It is what it is. There ain't nothing I can do about that. And he said, We gotta get that mirror fixed. Where he could have very well been like, I ain't, I thought this bitch, you know, right. this bitch was well, on Showtime last week and yeah. she got a, a taped up mirror. But that <laughs> that that's how the the character called that. So, but I, I felt like it was just important. I let him know very very early on, like all the things that were going on with me that were not the most flattering things because I felt like you should give people an option to say yes. I'm a fuck with this or mm -hmm. I'm not. And, you know, he was like, yo, she really don't have her shit together. <laughs> and I thought this bitch was winning. And, uh, <laughs> but the reality of the, re the truth was that we were both very transparent with stuff. Yes. And that has been, you know, that has been one of the things that has been the, the way into a continuing relationship because people lie so much. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm going to say this real quick. And just from my, my, my part of this is that, what I said to her, I think, was we have an opportunity here to be 100% open and honest. How many times have you got into a relationship where you was trying to floss or you was trying to just whatever it was, and then you had to backtrack three months later, six months? How am I going to get out of that line mm, that I yeah. said in the beginning? So I'm like, we got nothing to lose. Yeah, that's We both truth. adults. We ain't got nothing to lose. Yeah. And like, here, here, here's my yeah. credit karma. I gave everything. He had good credit, Here's my though. credit karma. He, <laughs> listen, he had good credit, and I was filing for bankruptcy. Mm. And it was just like I was on the opposite end of the spectrum from him. And but you know, that you can work with bankruptcy because yeah. it's like it's a fresh slate. Mm -hmm. Well, it was that, it was for me. It was I'm I'm starting a new. You know, mm -hmm. I'm getting away from my divorce and all this stuff. Anyway, we got to wrap the show up. But yes. this show has been so great that I I have to ask you guys on air to come back because hey. I I have really good chemistry with some people in this show. Darren, wouldn't you say this is like one of our better shows? Yeah, for sure. It was really good. I Absolutely. really want you to come back. It has been an honor. Yeah. I've been waiting to do this damn show since me you've too. been doing this show. I, know, I just think you you. Well, I'm gonna be like I'm. I'm I've been petty because y'all ain't asked me to be in y'all videos. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to so Did you on. wait to get us here at the same time? Yes. To, and I was Ada, like. Ada, you could do anything that I have a part of. I would love to work with you. I love to shoot with you. I don't care if it's with an iPhone. I'm oh, I mean, too. And I'll be uh, transparent with my petty for you. I have been petty for you every one of your birthdays for the past five years because mm -hmm. mine is first. So if you didn't call me on May 9th, I'm like, I ain't saying shit in August. And you haven't. I haven't. But now I got to fucking start because I'm going to be the bigger first person since may passed already <laughs> and i'll i'll never forget may 9th again God i never forget i never forget your birthday he tell he'll tell you i remember everybody's birthday you have no idea the way the last two years th shit the last four years have been you and i have been gone in separate ways and people all look at instagram and they think your life is just they don't know like yeah. all the stuff that's gone on but I, I'm I'm back now, you know, because I was down for a minute. Yeah, because people only share certain things, and a lot of times when you're feeling down, you're not about to share that shit online. Facts, because no, it, it might be a temporary. Because they'll be like the girl who told you she had herpes. You be like, she's a Debbie <laughs> Downer. I don't want to <laughs> hang out with this bitch no more. All right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Um, go to Clayton and Lourdes's websites. Follow yes. them on social media. Tell them where to find you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at L-O-U, L-O-U underscore Gonzalez. That's G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z. -E and uh, you can find me on Facebook at It's Lulu Gonzalez. And Clayton. That is Team Clayton Thomas on Facebook and Instagram. Go to IamClaytonThomas.com to check out everything and get your shirts. If you would like a shirt with any one of my catchphrases, uh, get, some, uh, get some of that. All right, Darren. Boy. All right, then what?
At Dinelli Radio. And at, I am at Funny Ida and funnyida.com for my website. Thank you so much. And we will be back next week. And we are out. I don't really like anybody. Three. <laughs> so don't tell me I'm like anybody else. You put it back together. Don't let it fall apart again. People change with the weather. In a time full of fancy cars and crowded bars and supermodels Looks exactly the way it did inside my head when I dreamed about it All the things I could leave without and leave now Cause they're all around me Only thing that I can't afford is to lose myself Trying to be somebody, somebody Chase your dreams, you know what I'm saying? I say um, focus on what you like to do. And then, you know, everything that you want gonna come to you. Just for money. <laughs> In my head, I knew better. In my head, I knew better. I won't blame it on my faults again. I know I should forget her. I don't really like anybody. So don't tell me I'm like anybody. It's exactly the way you did inside my head when I dreamed about it. All the things I could leave without, I need it now, cause they're all around me. Only thing that I can't afford is to lose myself, trying to be somebody, somebody. Somebody, somebody. I'm Daddy Ray!